Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Due to some technical difficulties uh, or sheer drunkenness, we're not sure which, the first part of this episode did not make it into the archive. Therefore, we will abruptly start the program for you right now. Here's seven stills on the session brought to you by morebeer.com. There are flavors. There's different flavors. Uh, but if I say I don't like them because it looks terrible um, and then you tell me I'm closed-minded, then you, you're kind of just doing what you what you accuse me of anyway well the one benefit of these cloudy beers coming out of the east the northeast is that they're so non-shelf stable that oh, yeah. they won't even make it to we'll this side of the country That's so true. they can stay over there it's, it's like fine. people uh cellaring ipas right yeah it'd be great i got this fresh ipa i won't drink it for six months yeah i mean i bet one of those cans if you the next day it would taste different than than the day it was packaged oh totally and, it has to and, and Maybe you could even say that if it stayed refrigerated, but if it didn't, if you let it warm up and then cool back down again, mm-hmm. I guarantee you there would be some, some damage done there. Of course. Th- th- More so than be. if it was a cleared beer. There has to be. So uh, I did see some guy on Twitter. He was like, oh, dude, I'll fucking totally send you a bunch of these beers. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, look, I'm totally willing to try them. I had Heady Topper. I thought it was full of dacetal and full of haze, and I, I didn't like it. I thought it was actually pretty gross. Mm-hmm. So uh, you guys can have all my Heady Topper. I don't really care. Anyway, uh, this is from Mark. He says, just a quick note to say, screw you guys. Thanks to your awesome programming, when the new guy started at work I, and I discovered his name was Doug, I immediately pictured that fat old bastard from, uh, from society in Nutters. Well, <laughs> I don't know if Doug's old, but he's fat. Uh, this now happens every time I hear his name mentioned or see him at work. With a name recognition like this, why do society or Sosote or Socrates or however it's pronounced not sponsor the Brewing Network? That's all I wanted to rant about. Keep up, Mark. Sent for my Atari sixty four hundred. I agree. I don't know why yeah. Doug or Moby don't uh, don't want to uh, um, you know come on and hang out. I don't know. Right? Yeah. I mean, give us some money, dude. They should sponsor us. I think they should too. Uh, this one's from Greg Newswanger. Newswanger. Yeah. How much shit do you think he got as a kid? Hey, Wanger. Yeah. <laughs> what's the news, Wanger? It's news, Wanger. So what's going on with you guys at NHC, and what about the BN anniversary party? I'm trying to get my plans together for my first conference and wanted to give you guys some high fives and nut shots since you'll be on the East Coast. JP, keep up the good work while Justin is doing whatever the hell it is he's doing. And maybe if you guys scale up the font on Beardy's script for the closing show, he will make it all the way through without stumbling. Beardy, I believe in you. You will make it through eventually. Just picture everyone in the room naked. <laughs> ah, it's not fair. I think I think Beardy did a fine job last time. Didn't I almost make it through last time? No, you made it through completely oh. last time. Yeah, yeah. You, you've I, been getting progressively better. Right. This yeah. time, I might even have some extra time. Maybe. Who knows? 
this is from Mark. He says, uh, Dear Asshats, I will lay it out straight. I love you guys, and I hate you all at the same time. That's you have hel- nice. <laughs> No, but it's true. It's how I feel, too. Uh, you have helped a lot in my brewing, blah, 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 but mainly your entertainment skills and the shows keep me coming back. Like that moron Justin said, there's no point in delivering the info if it isn't memorable. Wifey, meanwhile, thinks you're all tools, but she's a tad mm-hmm. soft in the head. Great rack, though, so I'll keep her around for a while yet. Uh, that's not me. That's him saying that. Uh, the only thing she has actually absorbed from your shows, and the reason why I hate you all, is the goddamn Four Loco song. <laughs> <laughs> She's quite the fan of retro hip-hop, and is now the official song on her goddamn iPod. The kids are even singing this crap. Screw you all from Mark. I go loco for them. <laughs> loco for them locos. Uh, hey, man, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. Absolutely sorry, not sorry. I think this is what it. What right that? Oh. Whatever. Wow, that's a long intro. It's, I think they've changed it. Now this is like the official one. I don't remember this version. They felt like they needed verses. It was a lot happier. I know. It was a lot happier. I don't understand what happened. Well, they took the caffeine out. <laughs> Maybe they did. Oh, I don't know. The kids these days, man. I think there's like 800 official Four loco videos. You can't have <laughs> you can't have more than one. Then it's not... Whatever. Um, oh, oh, sorry. Mark goes on to say, P.S. Suck it, Beardy or Doc or JP. Someone suck it, please. It's been so long since it was. <laughs> it has been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Uh, the next one, good day from Perth. Just wanted to say it's been refreshing hearing JP as a host these last couple of weeks. He brings a fun, nervous energy to the show <laughs> I enjoy. Justin really does sound over it these days. Does he really smoke cigarettes now? Be in skeleton crew for life, Mikey. How did he know it was going to be a skeleton wow, crew? Wow, he's like a psychic. <laughs> he's like a psychic. I think I just saw a ghost walk by the window. <laughs> Maybe. That's true. I don't like how he's backing on. Oh, man, Mikey. Perth. You're the only Australian that I think I can tolerate, Mikey, so good job. Come up here, I'll buy you a beer. Just from one email. It's from one email. Uh, this is from Tom. He says, uh, this is uh, related to the most recent Pizza Port episode where JP was interviewing AHA governing committee candidates. After plugging through the AHA site, I was curious why there wasn't any officially sanctioned competition software out there. I know there's some listed on the BGCP site, just as I can find some with Google searching. However, it seems that everything is barely above pen and paper, or it's fairly hard and complicated to use. Maybe the expectation is that a home brewer must cobble their own software together if they don't like the other options. Since the AHA has some resources and brew clubs are more their dominant, uh, excuse me, their domain than BGCP, would it be fair to ask the candidates to bring up in the governing committee, uh, Justin's once a year meeting, he you know, politely points out, that the AHA provides such resources to clubs who'd like to use them. Under, otherwise, have fun on the Labruski cruise, Tom. So if we, um, if we can't do that. Just have fun. Apparently, yeah. Just okay. didn't forget about it. Uh, that's a good... I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, brewing software on the BGCP site. Yeah, I mean, just use Beersmith. That's what That's what pretty much everybody Oh, uses. is he talking about... Is that what he's talking about? I Com- thought he was talking about Sanction- competition organizing software. Oh. Like some sort of software for them to be able to handle all the score sheets and everything. Ah, I, I see. I read it as uh, officially sanctioned competition software, just like... Entering your, you know, entering your beers as far as uh, recipe formulation. Uh, so you think it's like? Uh, I think he, maybe he's looking for together. just like a management 
huh. program. Okay. That's Which a great would question. be a good idea. Yeah, just uh, you know, a uh, database you can download or whatever. Yeah, That's or just like, a bad yeah, idea. website backend that you can set up to where people can just digitally submit their recipe and entry information, and it just all is done. Would be a great there idea. There should be, man. I've run a couple comps before, and it's it's a pain in the ass. There are a yeah. few people out there. Maybe if you post on the forums, who have their own right, uh, you know, deal that they've that they've done through. I think Jamil even has one. Yeah. Maybe that he wrote, or uh, I think Harold. Go Branson maybe yeah. has one, but uh, yeah, poke around on the forums, Tom. Yeah. If you want, if you're if you're going to start, uh, you know, doing your own competitions, man, that'd be uh, that'd be cool. It'll definitely yeah. help out. Yeah, I know a couple of the bigger uh, homebrew competitions that I've entered, even this is years ago, had online entry and everything. It was all digital, yeah. and so it's out there. I just don't know. It's what, definitely out there. You just might not have to find the right person. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is from Thomas. He says, "You don't suck. Keep up the great work." I tried to replicate the campfire stuff from High Water Brewing, but failed miserably. Do you have any tips on how one would incorporate s'mores into a stout? <laughs> yeah. uh, so I would um, brew a stout, yeah. preferably a good one. <laughs> okay. Listen, okay. Thomas. And he- then take a bite out of some s'mores, yeah. like make some s'mores at home. Mm-hmm. And then while they're, you're chewing them in your mouth, yeah. drink some of the stout. And then just mix it all together. Oh, Nailed it. <laughs> Fucking nailed it, wow. Bev. Good work. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, then we have a couple more, and then we're going uh, to talk to Aaron. He says, uh, this is from Daryl. He says, yo, bros. Yo. I can feel my, my hat bill straightening as I read that. Uh, yo, bros. Not sure if anyone straightened this out yet, but that douche from Whole Liquor Brewery. I don't know what that Who? means. What I don't does know. that even mean? I don't know. Did a piss poor job of representing the New York Farm Brewery license. Most of the, quote, farm breweries aren't on farms. Breweries with this license are required to use a certain percentage of New York-grown ingredients. The proportion is graduated increasingly every few years. It's an attempt by the state to promote local ag business. There are tons of hot farms and small maltsters popping up. Unfortunately, a bunch of shitty beer is also seeping into the marketplace. But there are some standouts. Thanks for uh, what you all do. He's talking about that article that we read. Bush. Okay. That was a right. that was a beer news thing. Oh, okay. Whole the, liquor brewery. I'm, I'm I'm sure that's not his name. It, right? it was the, the farm brewery. We were saying yeah. like it's it's farm to table beer. Yeah, there was like 90 farm yeah. breweries in the yeah. state, but this guy's saying that most of them aren't actually on farms. Right. He he was saying that it has yeah. to do with just sourcing the ingredients. Seems like. Uh, he says, "P.S. Why is J.P. so nice to everyone when Justin is gone?" I can't answer that question. J.P. is always nice. Look deep into your soul well, for the answer for that one, Daryl. Uh, this is from Massimo. He says, uh, hello, Justin. I've been listening to your brewcasts for a few months now from the beginning. I'm into your 30th birthday. Happy birthday. Whoa. Still have nine years of brewcasts to go. I, li- <laughs> I like we're going to hear Bev off yeah. mic through right. the, quote, soundproof glass laughing. Oh, that's because that bitch is old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love you guys, man. You're like family. Not sure what's happening currently on the show. I'm in Cupertino until March 15th. I would love to meet you guys. Any chance? Please let me know the show schedule. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, Massimo. Hey, man, we're at the Hopgrade right now, so come on down. This is my last show before I'm 30. That's weird. Is it? Yeah. Oh, man. Wednesday is my day. You're getting old. I know. Can't wait to see that terrible beard of yours all gray. <sighs> it happens overnight, right? <laughs> it does. Just okay. you wake up one morning. Great. Uh, Spencer writes in. He says, this past weekend, I drove 4,000 miles from Georgia to Denver and back to deliver beers for judging at the World Beer Cup. Although I was a bit bummed out there were new new episodes while you guys sunned yourselves in the Caribbean Caribbean, it gave me a chance to listen back into the archives a lot. I've recently started Brewing Pro, and the knowledge I've learned from the Brewing Network has been a great asset. 
He said, ass. During my 4,000 miles of solo driving, I did a lot of soul searching and realized I've been uh, leeching info from the Brewing Network for far too long, and I'm kind of a douchebag for doing so. I've never financially supported the BN besides the shirt I bought at the GABF and a little bit of Amazon shopping, so I've signed up as a private in the Army. Wish I could donate more, but I'm a brewer now, and let's face it, broke as fuck. Keep up the good work. Cheers, Spencer. And he gives his phone number, so if you guys want to call Spencer, (laughs) he's at 191... I'm just kidding. Thank you, Spencer. Yeah. Uh, and then last, finally, but not least, sorry, it was a long feedback, man. We were gone for like 800 yeah, years. Weeks. Uh, Chris writes in, he says, I just want to take a minute to make a correction to the feedback re- read during the Pizza Port show involving Fat Heads and Mike Cole. For those of you who haven't heard that show, uh, um, excuse me, Matt. <laughs> uh, Matt Cole uh, called in from Fat Heads. Uh, this was the day after the Bistro Double IPA Fest, right. and he won a silver, I think it was. Something. And uh, he just wanted to call and rap about that and, and talk to us about brewing a killer double IPA. Right. And I thought, great, that was cool. And it was also the Half Moon uh, Brewing Company show. Right, exactly. On the BN website, the Fat Heads was listed for an in-studio show on 2-8 for an entire month. Then last minute, Half Moon Bay was changed to that date without any explanation or notice. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> come on. Get, just get over your life for a second. Uh, that's why there were some people angry about missing out on three hours with one of the country's best brewers in Matt. It wasn't just a listener being a dick for no reason, although it was a bit of an overreaction. <laughs> uh, also, Matt explained on his call that due to the Super Bowl, it was too expensive for, expensive for him to fly out as planned. However, in response to the listener's feedback, JP made it sound like Matt just wanted to call in to gloat about his bistro win when he was actually scheduled. I did not. This guy's insane. I'm not going to read your feedback anymore. Anyway, he's, mm-hmm. he blah, blah, blah about, we want Matt on. I know, Chris. And I appreciate you writing in. But, uh, uh, I, you know, you're reading a little too much he, into things, man. Don't worry about it. It's fine. He might have been right. Nobody thought, nobody thought Matt was trying to gloat. Nobody thought anything weird. Everything's fine. And uh, that was feedback. That was it. That was it, man. No spam? We, our spam folder was empty? Our spam folder was weeks? empty. Wow. Yeah. So uh, let me jump on the call here with Aaron. Uh, Aaron is from an awesome company called Brew Jacket, and I've been talking to him for a little bit, um, but he finally has his uh, Kickstarter campaign up and running here. Um, Aaron, are you with us? I sure am. Hey, JP. Hey, how's it going, man? Doing good, man. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, no sweat. You know, it's uh, you're you're going to be our only uh, source of homebrew info here for the <laughs> for the show, and uh, you know, we thought, hey, man, let's uh, let's push your Kickstarter campaign a little bit. Sounds uh, great. Sounds uh, great. Why don't you uh, take a couple seconds and, and let us know what the brew jacket's all about? Sure. So we started a couple years ago making the brew jacket immersion, and it is a uh, essentially a solid state temperature controller. So it's, it's a full system that allows you to get to lager temperatures in a normal house, um, roughly 35 degrees ambient. Um, and over the course of a year or so of this thing being live and um, in the houses of brewers all over the world, we've been getting a ton of feedback on design capabilities and so on. And um, the biggest piece of feedback that we got on the original brew jacket immersion was um, that People just wanted the ability to heat as well as cool their beer. Yeah. And um, which makes sense, right? You know, it's, it's now it's the winter. Uh, most of the U.S. is pretty chilly. Uh, really, all the northern hemisphere is pretty chilly. So, um, you know, being able to keep beers above, you know, 65 degrees and, you know, using your 001 can be a bit of a challenge. So, you know, the, the you know, so we started 
geez, maybe a year or so ago, just working on revisions to the original Brew Jacket Immersion. And, um, you know, just uh, just last, God, it's been just about a full month now since we launched the the new Kickstarter for the version that also heats. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a great addition, man, because, you know, that is... Uh... You know, people want to do that that free rise, or uh, well, I guess it's not a free rise, but you know, you force it. That you want to you want to push that yeast and uh, to finish out a little bit, and you Absolutely. give it a little goose, man, give a little goose to temp a little bit. Absolutely, you know, doing doing your diacetyl rest, you need to move out of the lager cycle and, or excuse me, out of the primary and bring it up into uh, the rest, and you know that requires a little either with our current system, we had to either un um, un un really untie that jacket and allow the heat from your environment to do that or you can just with this new version you can just touch a button and um, the the thermal cycling will reverse and we'll be able to pull the heat from your ambient environment and push it back into uh, your fermenting beer i love it man and it can pretty much fit any carboy type vessel right Exactly. Yeah, you know, we fit just about every fermenter on the market under eight gallons, and that includes oh, wow. conicals. Um, the only fermenter we don't fit into is uh, just the traditional glass carboy, unfortunately, because that neck size is just a touch too small. A little too small. Uh, okay. A little too small for the rod to fit in. Okay. Well, hey, I've man. heard that before. <laughs> yeah. Warren reads a lot of websites, yeah. and so he he read that somewhere. Yes. So, what's yeah. the Kickstarter all about? You sound like you're uh, sound like you got a good uh, good product here, man. Yeah, yeah. So, the Kickstarter is just a way for us to um, get all of that raw upfront cost out of the way, and um, we're actually throwing some pretty good deals into the mix to help people um, to to help incentivize them to to support the campaign. So we're looking to raise $65,000 on the Kickstarter campaign for wow. uh, principally for re-engineering the injection molding. Um, there are plastics on the very top. We, since we're changing the circuit board, uh, we need to also expand out our injection molds, and those can be pretty pricey. Yeah, injection molding is super expensive, right? You got the, the the initial mold, and you got all the tests to send back and forth. That's a pain in the ass. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it's a long process. You know, it takes a couple of months, and um, you know we have to make sure that our final circuit board fits correctly into the injection mold, so we can go back and forth a little bit on that. So okay. um, our our final delivery on these units is is uh, projected to be September of this year. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. I'm stoked about it, man, because I have like three fridges in my garage. Uh, and, <laughs> nice. and they take up a lot of room and then, you know, they soak up energy. Yeah. But uh, this thing, I think, really is uh, is pretty awesome, man. You, you just it, it takes up no more space than your carboy. Exactly. Exactly. And that's something that was really powerful for, um, you know, for the first set of people who who, you know, initially encouraged us to go ahead with the project and, and make yeah. the original brew jacket immersion. I mean, there were really we just have a ton of apartment brewers in um, in the world. And, you know, I myself was an apartment brewer for 10 years or so. And finally, you know, just last year I moved into a bigger house and I finally have space to put a chest freezer. But, you know, it's been has been 10 years. And, you know, unfortunately, temperature control is just so massively important to the output of your beer that it's without it. I mean, you, you, you simply cannot be assured that your beer is going to turn out as, as you've designed. So you know, ale yeast produce a ton of heat. 
and yeah. um, the ability to to eject that heat from your fermenter really can be the the dividing line between um, an award-winning beer and one that's well got some flaws in it <laughs> then that's that's more homebrew yeah. Than uh, than award winning, so it sounds like uh, you and your friends were kind of complaining about it one day, and they're like, "Hey, Aaron, you're a nerd. You're a big giant nerd. Why don't you make something cool like this?" And you're like, "I can yep. do that." That that um, that was more or less uh, <laughs> exactly how it went. Actually, <laughs> I was there. Um, I was right behind yeah, you at the bar. Exactly. It was yeah, my, uh, my my brew buddies at the time. Uh, one of them went off to to launch his own brewery in Athens, Georgia, which is a which is pretty pretty hot number right now in the uh in the southeast and i kind of went off on this hardware route um yeah i like your uh your your brew jacket video on uh kickstarter because it, it you 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 show a couple of the earlier prototypes and and the one you have now is pretty slick it's much better than uh than some of the other ones man <laughs> yeah it was a, it was a long time coming you know <laughs> no we offense. had some we had some frankensteins to begin with yeah. um you know you gotta walk before you can crawl that's but, true Reverse that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's right. Well, especially after drinking a bunch of you know well fermented beer, you know you, you walk and then you, and then eventually you're crawling to the to the toilet, <laughs> and then your wife goes eh, again, and you're like, I know, I'm an idiot. So where can yeah. we uh, find more information? Uh, just on the Kickstarter.com and search Brew Jacket. Yeah, either uh-huh. you can do it that way, or if you just go to BrewJacket.com, okay. we've got a huge link for it right on the top of the page. You can't miss it. Um, you know, we've got three days left in the campaign. We're closing oh, wow. on uh, Wednesday now. And um, we've got a couple of pretty pretty awesome specials going on. So the normal retail for our uh, cooling unit is two ninety nine, and we're actually doing club packs. So if you get three buddies together, um, you can get them for one ninety nine a piece. Wow. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're really trying to get this thing out to as many people as possible and get as much good beer being produced by by apartment brewers once more thank you of course (laughs) thank you very much i appreciate it maybe dr homebrew beers will be a little bit better uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I can't wait to try to play with one of these things, yeah. man. I think it's, yeah, uh, it's well, a we've got a good idea. Getting you one very, very soon. Oh, nice. So once this campaign is over, probably you know right. in, in May, we're going to have some review units coming in with our final pro- or with our final PCBs coming in, and we'll be able to get uh, we'll get some out to you guys. Are you as someone who uh, just has fairly recently graduated from car- or carboys to a 14 gallon conical? Do you have any plans in the works to step it up a little bit to where the larger fermenters can be accommodated yeah definitely so one one step at a time really so we're yeah we're really slow the fuck down. Well, i heard that you can walk before you crawl so <laughs> exactly right yeah. so we should reverse that and yeah. just go ahead and start with the 200 200 barrels <laughs> yeah yeah you know, and then just kind of scale back in there right now yeah. so you know we we've really wanted to make sure that everything we're producing is is as perfect as we can possibly make it um and to 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 add a lot of extra features right on the beginning. You know, we knew, you know, when we were originally talking to people with the cooling only unit, everybody really wanted heating at that time. And we really were focused on creating the very best cooler that we possibly could before complicating things a little bit. So, um, so we're, we're finally at the point where heating is making sense. And then next step will be bigger, will be uh, bigger fermenters. Awesome. 
All right, Warren. Warren. Wow. All right, Aaron. I'm thinking, like, is Warren going to say something else? I got you, Ames. Confused. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to insult you, Aaron. I apologize. Right. Yeah. We have guests on. We shouldn't be insulting them. Yeah, I know. Uh, all right, Aaron. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, bud. Take it easy. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. All right. Yes, Bev. Yeah, I know we're doing that right now. All right, we're up for a break here. Oh. When we come back, the fellows from Seven Stills are in the studio. They're in the studio right now. They are. And uh, we're going to hang out for a little bit. We're going to get a beer. And then uh, we're going to talk some whiskey. And I'm, I'm really stoked about this. And maybe this. even the Twitter game. Maybe even the Twitter game. It's uh, the session. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Man, you're missing out. White Labs Yeast Manager, Yeast Man, is available free to any brewer. Yeast Man is your direct link to White Labs Yeast Production Facility. Yes, you can check yeast availability, and yes, you can place an order, but Yeast Man is much more. View yeast quality control and analytical reports. See your big QC day entries and reports. Get access to the entire White Labs catalog, specials on overruns of freshly made yeast, and customized options for your account. Yeastman is the only real-time online ordering in the business connected directly to factory production. Yeastman is always on and always live. It's the largest online marketplace for specialty brewer's yeast and related products. Visit yeastman.com today and tap directly into White Lab's production facility. Gonna brew? Yeastman to the rescue. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. The 2016 Homebrew Con is coming! June 9th through 11th in Baltimore, Maryland. Be a part of the biggest and best homebrew event in the world with thousands of homebrewers from all walks of life. HomebrewCon is open to anyone 21 and older who is a member of the American Homebrewers Association or Brewers Association. Not an AHA member? Don't wait. Register now. The AHA is dedicated to promoting the community of homebrewers and empowering homebrewers to make the best beer in the world. Social packages and full conference registration is available now. Enjoy seminars from industry leaders like Sam Caligioni, Stan Hieronymus, Jeff Larson, Paul Sangster, and Drew Beecham. Visit the Homebrew Expo for the newest and best in equipment and ingredients. And don't miss Club Night, the biggest night in homebrewing. Register today at homebrewcon.org and join the Brewing Network in Baltimore for all the fun at HomebrewCon.
Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larksburg, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. everyone all right for sticking with us i'm pretty stoked man we have uh we have tim and clint why am i so loud what is going on right now it was really loud out there dude i'm like blowing my own eardrums out right now uh anyway we have the guys from seven stills in the studio with us here how you guys doing great good thanks for having us man yeah, no sweat. Sorry you guys got in a little bit of traffic. Yeah, but that sucks. Drive. We got in all of the traffic. Really? Yeah. You soaked it all up for us. <laughs> you guys, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate you guys taking the big hit so Why we don't have to later on. Why didn't you bart? Uh, probably would have taken another three hours to get home after this. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Warren with the hard-hitting questions. Right. Well, that's what I'm here for. Um, hey, guys, after the fact, why, <laughs> why don't I give you the scenario? So you guys... Oh, it, it's really loud out there, if you couldn't tell by the feedback. <laughs> Warren, <laughs> God damn it. I know. I can't do anything about it right now. We're All trying right. to do this thing. Okay. I'm melting down because Warren likes to point things out. Uh, so how long have you guys been around, man? We've been in business for about two and a half years now. Two and a half years? Yeah. yeah. And are you guys are you guys from the distilling you know, world, or are you guys just beer fans and you just wanted to get drunk real fast? or what? How did you guys jump into distilling? Yeah, I'm, I'm personally way more into beer, but... Okay, yeah. you're way more into beer than mm-hmm. uh, okay. And Clint, you're uh, you, are you the are you the whiskey guy? Is it your fault? Yeah, I'm more on the whiskey thing? side of things for sure. Okay, yeah. All right. Are you are you? Did you go to school for distilling? Is it because you know like a lot like beer, right? You can kind of just cut your teeth at home, you know, or maybe read a form or two, and then you go, hey, I'm going to open a brewery. But I feel like distilling is a little more involved than that. I kind of disagree. I think it's oh, really? pretty simple. Yeah, really. I mean, it's kind of been the same as just like home brewing. We've We've just started from just playing around and kind of cutting our teeth, like you were saying, with distilling. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, we actually started by just buying a little 10-gallon still off of, I think it was like hillbillystills.com or something. No, no, no. It's, it's even simpler than that. It was whiskeystills.com. 
<laughs> whiskeystills.com. <laughs> Whoever got the URL for that is like, I'm a genius. I'm going to sell it. this. Yeah, they totally nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. Whiskeystills.com. And then sell nail polish. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm whiskey, and I have my own line of nail polish. Yeah. Uh, well, so if you're the whiskey guy, mm-hmm. how did your how did your interest in doing this uh, thing on your own begin? Well, I kind of had a mentor. Um, okay, everyone does. Everyone yeah, has the weird old yeah. grandpa who goes, "Here, try this. It'll make you feel better." Yeah, it was this guy that's actually the same age as me, um, and he's gone on to be kind of prolific in the whiskey world. He um, he actually just came out of with a book called A Glass Apart. His name's Finn O'Connor. Okay. Well, of course and, it is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Super Irish. Super Irish. <laughs> right. Um, but he taught um, a whiskey decal, which is a student-taught class at UC Berkeley. I was his roommate, so I was just around it all the time. Okay. And then, actually, at one point, we lived in a cooperative house. At one point, we tried to push through. Where so, was this? I'm sorry. I'm yeah. going to cut you off. Where was this? Uh, UC Berkeley. The co-op house in UC Berkeley. Okay, yeah, great. Okay, yeah. got it. And at one point, we actually pushed through uh, some funding because the co-op has funding that is allotted for certain projects. Okay. For still, but we never actually built it. But things were pretty serious back then. Wait, wait a minute. You, 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 you scammed the university system for money for a still that didn't build? No. So no, each, okay. each house has... Uh, it's on board. Okay. It's run by the students. So it's college kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they don't know any better. No. And you were like, I'm the smartest one here. I'm totally gonna I'm totally gonna work everybody to uh, to further my education in the in the spirit world. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. Not becoming a Sounds medium. Like Not becoming, becoming a, medium. a distiller. Becoming a large. <laughs> yeah. So you so you, you, you got the money but you never built the still. What happened? Sadly, sadly no. Um, it was just a little too complex, you okay. know, for somebody that lives in a dorm. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't have the tools. You didn't have the tools, but you yeah. had the, you had the the desire. Have you have you ever run anything on a still before? Before that, no, no. Okay. Uh, the first time we probably ran something on a still was 2012. Does that sound right? Yeah, it might have been beginning of 2013, maybe yeah. 2012. Yeah. Yeah. After okay. you officially got your license, I'm sure. Oh, of course, <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. So, how did you guys hook up then? How did the beer guy hook up with? Uh, with the distiller. Well, we actually both went to UC Santa Cruz together, and we lived in the dorms that um, freshman year. And then okay. we ended up getting this big house for a sophomore year with like eight other dudes. And yeah. he was one of the guys who lived there. And then we split ways for about four years. And then I ended up moving back up to San Francisco because I was waitlisted to go um, through the Master Brewers program at UC Davis. Okay. Oh, so you were a beer guy. I, you are a yeah, beer guy. Yeah, I still am a beer guy. I'm more wow. than a whiskey guy for sure. Damn. Yeah, so Brewers. we just kind of hooked right. up again just because we had gone to college together. Okay. Yeah. All right. And did he run this program by you? Like, hey, look, dude, I want to set up a, a distillery. And you're like, all right, cool. It was, it was his idea. It was his idea. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, and it originally didn't even start because we wanted to start a company. It was yeah. just because I was, like, homebrewing, and we had this idea to start distilling some of the beers that I was homebrewing. And that's kind of where it launched. Okay. And then that's kind of your – that's your target. That's what you guys do. So you take – you take beer, not just the the wash, and we would normally think of whiskeys or, or whatever. Is you have the grain, and you you know basically do a mash, and then you take that and you you don't do you ferment it first. Explain yeah. to me the process. Yeah. So I, the idea is that you I just it. drink it. I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, good so man. Good to man. distill it, you have to have some alcohol to distill. Okay. Right. So the process for all whiskeys starts with like a low quality beer. So they basically just take malted barley and they ferment it. Okay. So we kind of figured that the crossover was between the way beer was made and the way that the wash was made for making whiskey. 
Okay. So instead of just using low quality mash, which is usually like six row malted barley and then distiller's yeast, yeah, we started brewing our own beers, like the beers that I was brewing for homebrew. So you would make like a pale ale or uh, yeah, like a saison or whatever, and then he would run it. Yeah, we would get okay. together about once a week, and I would brew a batch of beer, and then he would distill the batch that was fermented from the previous week. Okay, and we would just go through every single style of beer that we could. Think really? Of. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it got kind of crazy, and it got to the point where Clint's shelf at his parents' house where we were distilling um, was just, like, st- stacked with all these different whiskeys, and it was crazy. Clint, are you brewing again? Yes! <laughs> you just had jars of clear liquid on shelves all over your room? They were turning they, brown. They would dip into the whiskey, too. <laughs> of course, you have to. Good. You have whiskey. to. Stay, stay <laughs> on purpose? Get out of here. So what were you finding when you were when you were using beer as 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 your as your wash? I mean, well, first of all, would you hop it? I mean, you do just totally normal beer. Some of them we would, yeah. Really? A lot of them we wouldn't. Um, like okay. We do a chocolate oatmeal stout. The, the beer style okay. is where hops are very lightly noticed. We yeah. don't typically hop for the whiskey, mm-hmm. but if we're doing an IPA or something, yeah. Why is that? No, why if if they're if they're lightly uh, in the beer anyways, why wouldn't you just hop them? It's pretty much a waste because that that taste will go away mm-hmm. through distillation. You really have to have it big on the beer side to translate over oh. through yeah. the distillate. Okay, in my opinion, like the bitterness from the hops doesn't really carry through in the finished dis- distillate. So yeah. I think it's more of the aromatics that come through. So like we do a whiskey from a double IPA and it's just insane. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So but, the bitterness draw bitterness goes away, maybe but left behind, yeah, I guess, or something. Which is kind of cool for me because I'm yeah. a big craft beer guy, but I'm not super into like the hoppy bitterness. So yes. it doesn't really carry through in the whiskey, but Thank that you. Like, aroma does. Yeah, me too. I love the aroma, but like the bitter. Actually, it's more the alcohol. But even the bitterness <laughs> is like, dude. I just I need I need a mellow I need a more mellow hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like that guy in of my cement with a glove on his hand. Mm-hmm. Like I just I'm, and that's my hand when you're brewing. Like it just right. soft, callus free. Callus. I yeah. need a callus free right. uh, hand beer. Yeah, a hand. That's my new brew name. Hand Long beer. Hand beer. Lots of lotion. <laughs> Tons of lotion. <laughs> Tons. Mm-hmm. Literally a ton of <laughs> lotion <laughs> in each beer. Right. So what are your parents thinking at this time Perhaps. when you have you have essentially what is a, a you know a fire hazard in your uh, in, in, in their home that they've worked so hard at a stable normal you know white collar job I imagine you know what they were very tolerant okay. of it yeah. yeah yeah I mean I, I was working in the city at the time so I was commuting in you know um, but yeah they, they were they were on board with it okay yeah. Well, that's good. How, uh, well, I was going to ask how old the kid you were when you started, but uh, I don't think I'm going to ask that question because I want you to keep your license. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Yeah. You're Thanks. welcome, man. You're welcome. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, I think you would have to be, man. I mean, you know, your, your kid is showing some sort of passion for something in life. God damn it, support that person. <laughs> Even right? if it is cooking meth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who cares? Right. You want the clearest meth possible. Yeah. Doesn't so, matter. So you guys are open. What kind of still are you? Do you guys have now? What's a, what's considered a production quality still? We're actually not quite open yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we've been in business for about two and a half years, but we've been contracting to date. So like what pretty much every brewery does, where they're like gypsy brewers. Totally. So yeah. we've been brewing out of EJ Fair in Pittsburgh. Okay. We truck it to Petaluma to Stillwater Spirits, and mm-hmm. we distill it there. Oh, awesome. And then we fill a bunch of totes with whiskey, and we truck it back to San Francisco, where we put it in barrels. 
Okay. So the entire process is just like a logistical nightmare. So we finally got <laughs> enough money together and started doing everything in-house. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. Yeah. So I just ran my first batch of beer this last Friday, and then Clint started distilling last week also. So you have, do you, are you going to have a brewery and a still, or do yeah. you effectively have both of those in the same location? We do, yeah. What kind, of, uh, what kind of system do you have? So the brewery system is a Prospero 15-barrel. It's awesome. 15 barrels? 15 barrels, yeah. How many? Okay, so out of a 15-barrel batch, how much end liquor do you get once you run it through the still? If you, if you were running a ten percent beer, yeah, you'd maybe get seventy five gallons of barrel strength whiskey. So that's like sixty wow. percent alcohol whiskey. Yeah, okay, it's not great returns, <laughs> right? Seventy five yeah. gallons from like fifteen yeah. barrels. Yeah, fifteen down to two and a half ish. Where the hell does it all go? It's well, I mean, behind. So, so in a beer, you have a ton of different types of alcohols. You yeah, know, you have ethyl acetate, methanol, butanol, um, and then ethanol is like what you want, right? Okay, um, that's our goal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and a little bit mixture of those other alcohols. Yeah. Um, so it gets caught up in those, and then also just the water. You know, that's oh, that's, well, that's a true. Huge, right? huge portion of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're just evaporating that off essentially, and you're pulling the. Uh, how does it work? <laughs> Can you just tell me just everything you know right now? Yeah. Just regurgitate yeah. into the microphone, please. Let me just use my psychic power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please do. Oh shit! I know it all now. That okay. makes great radio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you know what I mean. Like, so you get the wash and you put it in the thing, and um, you know you evaporate it. Mm-hmm. But what 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 are the basics of of, of distilling? So what we do is um, double distillation. Okay. And so after Tim is done fermenting out the wash, we mm-hmm. it's it's not carbonated. Um, yeah. So it's not a, a finished beer in that sense. Okay. Uh, but then we pump it over to the still, or we charge it with the the wort, or I mean the wash, um, and we run it, and you collect low wine. So basically, you're separating out the water from all the alcohol. Because remember, I was saying there's ethanol, butanol, all that, all all the crap that you yeah, don't yeah. want. Yeah. yeah. You can say it totally free. Free. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I can geek out here. You totally do that. Okay. Okay. Please. Um, and, so, and so you do that the first time, and then the second time around is where you really hone in on what you want in the finished product to be put in the barrel. Okay. And, and, and what's going on in this still is all these different components have different boiling points, and methanol is one of the first things that come off, comes off, and then ethanol is somewhere in the middle. It's something you call the heart's cut, and then um, at the end you're just left with this nasty, like, 1% beer yeah. yeah, that's been cooked twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that, I guess that makes sense. You run it through uh, to to you know basically get the low hanging fruit out of the way, mm-hmm. and then you run it again to really focus on, like you said, the hearts. Exactly. Cut, right. And that's what exactly. you want. Okay. Yeah. So in those first ones, you run that hard. You kind of you're not paying a ton of attention. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, the second run is where you really hone in on on those. Yeah. Uh, those alcohols, those flavors, yeah. Okay. What is the alcohol content after the first run? Like, after is you're stepping it up? Yeah. Um, it's, it's around 30%. Uh, okay. Because you, you run it, the first time stuff to come off the still is very high proof, but then, you know, you get go all the way down to 1%. So it's, it's right. a ring. Um, 30%, 60 proof on the... 60 proof. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then after the second run, it jumps up to the 110 well, or, or 130. Um, the I mean, it... Whiskey has to be stilled under 160 proof. Okay. Um, so it's anywhere in that range. Um, okay. We usually ran, run somewhere around 150 proof. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so back to you, Tim, when you were talking about running through all of these different styles, mm-hmm. did you guys pick a few that you really liked 
the finished product, or or are you just kind of going off beers that you just like to brew? Yeah, I mean, it kind of started with us just doing one just because I think we were self-funded, so we didn't <laughs> have the money to make more than one whiskey, which we learned got expensive really fast. Oh, really? Yeah, so we made a bunch of styles of beer, but we found one that we really loved, which is okay. the chocolate oatmeal stout, and we started okay. with that. Okay. And just started refining the recipe like over and over again. And you're running it and running it and running it. Yeah, just continuing to do it. Um, so that was the first whiskey we did, and we made the first batch at Mill Valley Beer Works, and it was like 300 gallons of beer that we made in like, Were you like big plastic drums. It was so <laughs> shitty. Were you crapping your pants? We and... still have the drums. <laughs> we do. Really? <laughs> we use them all the time. Really? Yeah. So what, what, what was so shitty about the beer? I wasn't that the beer was shitty. It was just oh. like the way that we produced it was. Pretty oh, bad. okay. Your process kind of sucked. Just to just to yeah, cause a lot of labor. Have, like, we didn't have a brewery to brew on, brew at, so we just found somebody who could do it. Tell, yeah. tell, tell them the story about how we got those barrels. Oh, oh I love day. stories. <laughs> I love stories about shady homebrew deals, and they're the kind of the best thing ever. I mean, I was just kind of trying to track down some fermentation space because yeah. they didn't have any room at their facility. Wait, would they were on like a one barrel or something? Something so small. I, yeah, they're on oh, like wow. a one barrel system. So okay. We were trying to get the, them to make 300 gallons of beer, which now seems like it's huge. But I mean, yeah. now it doesn't seem like it's huge, but back then it seemed like it was massive. Right. So I think I just started digging around on Craigslist and always a good place. Yeah. Weird crap, and I tracked down some guy who had these these drums. I think they were used for like olives or something gross. <laughs> yeah. So this, this what this guy does for a living is he runs around California exchanging drums with people. Okay. Oh, wow. Weird. Yeah, so he was selling drums from the back of a van for like a hundred dollars a pop in Medicine Mill Valley in some parking lot at like ten o'clock at night. It's like the Bernie Madoff of drums. It was ridiculous. Did yeah. you think this was still a good idea the entire time? That was a great idea. <laughs> yeah, dude, check this out. I got this guy on Craigslist. He has a van. We're gonna be awesome. Wait, so Sam just bought a drum off of Craigslist? <laughs> it's currently in our backyard. Um, he's he bought it to burn things. To burn I'm, Wait, I'm sorry, what? No, no, I'm yeah. sorry, it's metal. It's metal, but yeah, he doesn't, he's like, why recycle when you can burn? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a sort of idiot logic that, at work there, I'm sure. that <laughs> You know that they'll pick up your recycling. I, I know that. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're paying for it. Look, yeah. I'm definitely on board with this. Okay. Not with, the with the burning? No, not oh, the burning. Not the burning. All right. Good. Paying others to do this. <laughs> Good job, Bev. You and uh, you and your husband have a have a lovely life going for you. <laughs> Abby, Abby's going to be a burner. <laughs> so your 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 chocolate stout. Mm-hmm. You said that's the one that uh, that's the one that you started honing. Yeah, that's the one we really started owning in on, just because I thought it was the most like traditional, I guess, whiskey, so it wasn't going to be totally unapproachable for people when they try okay. like what we're making. Well, yeah, and that's, I guess, my ultimate question is is what, what flavors carried through from the distillation process, or from the from the brewing process to the, to the final product uh, that the other ones didn't have? It's all the specialty ingredients that you use. So the chocolate oatmeal stout is chocolate, it's got a lot of caramel malts, it's got mm-hmm. oats, and then it's got 20% peat smoke malted barley. Okay. So that would be huge in a beer. Like in a Roush beer, you'd use like 5 to 10% max. Yeah. So 20% is kind of gross as a beer. So are you, are you tailoring this, uh, the, the beer to, uh, to the final product? That one we did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's what you mean by we're kind of refining it and going, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I imagine you would go, okay, uh, here's the final product. What can we add into 
the the wash. Yeah, and just tasting the, the whiskey and just seeing like, oh, this would be really cool if we used like corn instead of oats, and then we played around with that, or like, yeah, I think this would be cool if we used like thirty percent chocolate malt instead of twenty percent, or twenty percent peat smoke instead of ten percent. So. Was it uncomfortable for you as a brewer to start putting fucking peat smoke in your chocolate stout? <laughs> Not really. That would freak me. I mean, I love yeah. I love smoke beers, but I'd be like, I don't know if I could do that. That's a little uh, that's a little weird to me. I mean, the point for me of using peat smoke was because I wanted people to be reminded that they were drinking a whiskey when they're drinking the whiskey that's made from a craft beer. Okay. So personally, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of peat in whiskeys, but I thought it was kind of cool because it was like bringing it back to its roots. Like, even though we're making a whiskey out of craft beer, it's like you're still drinking a whiskey at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, do me a favor and clarify, because, again, I, I like drinking it. I don't really like knowing things. Um, what makes a whiskey What's this show about a that? whiskey? <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah. the beauty of it. I just come in here and do the thing, and people are like, oh, that was really good. And I go, I don't know what I did. There are other people that listen, that like knowing things. Uh, that, see, that's that's the key. There's right. people who actually pay attention and can retain information. Right. Um, I just look good. Well, I can, I can attest. I can attest. <laughs> see, you know exactly. But see, you know things. That's the thing. Uh, you know, so what, uh, what's, what makes a whiskey a, a, a whiskey? Is it, is it just the recipe? Is it the, the kind of barrels that you guys are aging in? It's just that it's made from grain. Anything made from grain? Yeah, fermented grain. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was a, like a recipe thing, or is that a bourbon I'm thinking of? Uh, so bourbon is a whiskey. It's yeah. It's just made from corn. Right, but there's, oh, okay. Yeah. A per- so, certain percentage of corn? Yeah, bourbon has to be 51% or more corn. Okay. So yeah, whis- whiskey is like the catch-all category for anything fermented from grain and then distilled. Oh. And then there's subclasses like rye, uh, bourbon, weeded whiskeys, straight okay. straight rye. Okay. All that stuff. Okay, and then it aged obviously in in an oak barrel. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, then I you guys just have to touch oak or something. Oh really? Yeah. Just like even a couple of days. Like a day. Yeah. Okay, and the- otherwise it would be vodka. No. No. Would it be white dog? Or? No, no. It, it would be whiskey. Um, it's just if you wanted to call it like straight, oh, straight whiskey, whiskey or something. Yeah. That's kind of the new thing, right? The whiskey, but hasn't seen any oak, right? I guess so. I don't know who buys it. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you telling me that, Warren? There's a couple, uh, a couple distilleries out there now just it, throwing out. It's in my limited experience. Yeah. It's kind of a trend that comes in and out every few years. Okay. Um, I mean, I got some for. A cocktail contest because yeah. I wanted a white Manhattan. Yeah, I wanted it to be clear, and so I got some. I don't particularly like the flavor of it because the time in the barrel helps, and there well, are right. th- flavors that change over time. Right, and I prefer it with some age on it. Okay, and so it is out there. You can find it. like uh, the one I used was Ballast Points. What do they call it? Um, I don't know. I guess it's named after a fish, probably. Okay, but I don't know fish like so. mullet. Marlin. Marlin. Yeah. Marlin. Tuna. There you go. I think it's Devil Share or something. De- I think, yeah, that might be it. Aged bourbon. Maybe it's like Devil's Cut. Or something. Some, I don't know. But it was uh, good. Um, I bought a couple in order to try so yeah. I would maybe win the competition. And it was the best one that I wasn't a fan. I mean, it was the best one of the ones that I got. Okay. But I still didn't really, I didn't buy it again. That's a hell of an endorsement. Yeah. It's the best ones are the ones that I didn't like. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it does seem very weird to me because it seems like that's a spirit, oh, spirits in general, they're meant to be aged, right? 
I mean, that kind of it softens them, especially at the time of the oak. And yeah, I mean, I think that it, it tastes pretty good when it's not aged, but it yeah. tastes like exponentially better when it is aged. <laughs> so. You can do that, but the reason that most people release it is just because of like the financial aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, because you don't have to, you know, buy the five hundred dollar barrels or or it's the, ridiculous. the space it's, to. Uh, it's just know. the space and the time that it sits in the barrel. You're paying for all of your overhead for months or years or whatever it takes. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean. Probably the most offending flavor to me was the the DMS slash corn flavor was just so intense. And I don't know if that's a recipe thing. I just attribute it to age. Because, I mean, that could be because that bourbon, I think, is made from corn also. Sure. It, yeah, it, it does have – they say it's got corn in it. But, I mean, yeah. it's cornier than e- any other <laughs> bourbon that I've had. Yeah. And so that's why I was assuming that it might be an age thing. Yeah, it could be. Uh, so, okay. So whiskey is all distilled grain. Mm-hmm. So what's vodka? Teach me. Because you guys also do vodka. We do. we do. Okay. Vodka can literally be anything. There is a vodka on the market made from milk sugar. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking serious? I think Bill Owens does one from a donut. Oh, yeah. He, from yeah. a donut? From donuts? Yeah. Wow. Um, and so it just has to be stilled up, distilled up to 190 proof. So it's really high. And then cut okay. back down. So, oh, okay. Uh, so vodka okay. can be anything, mm-hmm. but whiskey has to be from grain. Exactly. Got it. And and rum, sugar. And, I'm learning shit. At, at that point. Be careful. Oh, no. Yeah. At that point, does any of the flavor realistically come through when it's distilled to 190 proof? Can you tell where the sugars are coming from? Slash. In ours, you kind of can. Yes and no. Like, the legal definition of it is that it's colorless, tasteless. Right unidentifiable <laughs> right right but, right but if you do a side-by-side you will get small um indicators of where it came from but it's not anywhere near like if you were drinking a white whiskey next to a white rum sure yeah okay that's weird to me and then since we're asking what all the different styles are is gin always a malt-based uh distillate or can that be whatever also it's just grain neutral spirit that's had, yeah, it has to have juniper berry. Well, but does it have okay. to come from grain, or could it be from donuts? <laughs> I guess it could come from anything. We don't make a gin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, way to go, Warren. <laughs> hey, well, I don't know. Yeah, Clint's like, who fucking cares? Right. Cool. I, yeah. I don't even care. <laughs> right. But I'm asking. <laughs> um, hey, man, good point. I honestly don't know. I know Genevieve has to be made from rye, um, but gin I'm not 100% sure on. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess it can be anything, though. It would seem like the the, the, the key is is the botanicals. Mm-hmm. Sure. So hmm. it's just that the vapors have to that pass out. through juniper. Yeah. Right. Okay. Are you guys going to do a gin anytime? Do you like gin? You don't I, seem like a gin guy. No, no, <laughs> it's not. It's not my go-to. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's not mine either. It's fun though. It could be interesting. It's an interesting thing, but uh, I just I don't. Know, I can't. I can't swing it. Yeah, refreshing day. Can't maybe like gin and tonic. You know. Maybe, yeah. maybe once in a while, but yeah. I'd still rather have a bourbon or a whiskey. Or I think beer. maybe it's now that I'm getting close to my 30s, I'm starting to appreciate the gins and the spice of the old man drink. God. Yeah, you're so fucking old. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, my I twilight like, years of right, my 29th since year. Since the sun is setting on my life. <laughs> um, I've been getting into like uh, French 75s for like summertime. Uh, it's kind of like just like a champagne, champagne Tom Collins, basically. Um, and... Also, recently, I've just been getting lazy and basically making a old-fashioned, but just subbing out gin with for for whiskey. 
Mm. Um, and it's actually pretty good. But it definitely varies. Each gin is way different. There's more variety. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm overstepping my bounds. But I feel like there's more variety <laughs> with gins than there is with whiskeys. Like, if you're selecting... So like, it's pulling his knife out. So I know. It, not saying whiskeys in general. But, like, if you pick, like, bourbon and then gins, you can get a lot more variety. Or at I, least I easily noticeable. That. I can see that. I, I agree with that. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You're putting your knife if, away. I think if people were doing <laughs> kind of what we're doing, it wouldn't be that... that case though yeah because i think that there's so much possibility with like distilling different craft beers that you could have totally sure yeah sure. And then that's and that's kind of what i that's i don't know i can't wait to taste this actually let's just can we taste some yeah, yeah. let's taste some right you now. can't so you're not yeah. going to tim's like finally dude <laughs> shut up let me fucking get you guys drunk real fast yeah uh, you know, because I, 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 we have a couple of friends who, you know, hypothetically, of course, um, distill homebrew. And um, I would imagine that there are deeper, complex flavors mm-hmm. um, in these in these homebrews than, than there are in just making a straight mash that you ferment at, uh, uh, you know, X temperature. Actually, how hot do you ferment your beer? Do you, do you treat it like a, like a proper beer from start to finish until Clint yeah. sees it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're fermenting the Choco Smoke right now, and it's at 67. Okay. Yeah. And do you? Uh, yeah, Bev. I can. Yeah, you can just use your microphone if you want. Thank you. Bev's gonna get us some glasses. Oh, nice. So, so do you find that uh, temperature makes a difference in the final product, or do you just do it because you're a beer guy and that's what you do? Yeah, I mean, my belief is kind of that the quality of the ingredient that you put into it is going to be the quality of the ingredient you get out. Okay. So mm-hmm. I think if we treat it right and go through the normal fermentation process, we're going to have a better finished product. Because uh-huh. the idea is that you can kind of let the esters develop and just get all those flavors that you want in a beer. Do, do the esters even carry through? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. You, you can even see them. You can see the esters <laughs> going through. I don't even understand. Is he fucking, he's fucking here, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I, I remember I was like talk, I'm done talking about that know. first distillation. Yeah. They kind of float on the top. And they just, yeah, like, like an oil, oil slick or exactly, something? Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So those are like the higher um, fatty acids and esters. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and that makes a difference. That ca- that carries through. Those kind of things make some sort of flavor impact. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But then if you can't see them on the second pass, are they still there at that point? Well, those are the ones you don't want, the ones that you see. The other oh. ones are... <laughs> okay. There's more than one. <laughs> <laughs> there can only be one. Oh, well, I, I, I've always just said the ester. <laughs> the one ester, yeah. yeah. Yeast make an ester. That, I mean, that, that that makes sense, and and I wonder if there are. Uh, for, well, one of my life goals is to go on the bourbon trail, kind of go down in Kentucky and, and do all that kind of shit. And I want I want to know how these people who have been producing spirits for years are are handling the fermentation because I would imagine that fermentation makes a big difference in the wash, which, like you said, makes a big difference in the final product. Yeah, I mean, we think we, we think it does, but I think they don't pay as much attention to it because everything that you see in the whiskey and bourbon market is just about the age statement, in my opinion. Okay. So everybody pays attention to, like, oh, this is like an 8-year-old bourbon or like a 10-year-old bourbon. Yeah. We're kind of paying more attention to the mash bill. More, more attention to the mash bill. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, I think you guys are the perfect people to ask this to. When I, I was talking with somebody recently about kind of distilling a, a hopped beer, like an IPA or something like that, mm-hmm. and thinking about the different uh, hop oils and how they volatize off below boiling, like water boiling temperature, Does that? do you guys change how you make your cuts and everything when you're doing a hoppy beer versus one that you didn't even hop in to begin with? Yeah, so the, the cuts on all these different whiskeys change. Okay. Because, because the ingredients are, change, are different. Okay. 
And so, yeah, it's different with a hopped whiskey because you, you want to capture that hop character. Mm-hmm. And so you go deeper. And so uh, someone was saying that they're like, oh, if you if you taste hop oils, then they're starting too early and you're getting stuff that is in the heads that you're supposed to be cutting out. Is that true? Mm, I mean, yes, to an extent. Um, but it's also what what do you want the whiskey to taste like sure so taste that <laughs> <laughs> what are we pouring right now tim yeah so we're going to start with whip nose whip nose and it, yeah it, it's it's really pertinent to what his the the question you just asked um about hop oils in the whiskey wow what it, it's unlike anything i've ever smelled i can't i can't pin it i can't pin it down Hops. Warren, what do you think? Hops? There definitely are hops in there. Really? Yeah. So Whip Nose oh, yeah. is our whiskey made from a double IPA. Really? Yeah. I don't think I could select the varietal, though, of hops. <laughs> no, I don't <laughs> think so either. I mean, I guess I could see that. There's there's some sort of um, vegetal matter, maybe like a spice, like a noble thing, like mm-hmm. a noble hop thing. I'm, I'm assuming since it's a double IPA... It's not, uh, there's no German, like, noble hops, but there is some, okay. And as it's sitting there, it's kind of coming a little more dank, maybe. Yeah. I would guess Columbus. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Good yeah. job. Wow. That's weird, man. That's delicious. Um, and it's brown, so did you guys age it wow. for Yeah, so all spirits, once they come off the still, are clear. So mm-hmm. it pretty much picks up the color after, like, a couple of weeks. Um but this whiskey, Couple weeks. Okay. so this whiskey is our first collaboration with Pacific Brewing Laboratory out of San Francisco, and it's made from their rye IPA, rye double IPA with Vermont maple sugar. Oh, wow! Do you guys want to know the hops, or you want to keep yeah. guessing? No, no, no. no. I, I, I will never get it. I am I, not that guy. There's I, no way I can do that shit. I was thinking I w- would either have guessed spicy hops, or I was picking up like a rye spiciness. Mm-hmm. But so. Yeah, so I'm some glad of the that spice something definitely in there comes from I the rye, tasting. and then some of it, I think, comes from the hops also. Okay. Yeah. Mm. The spiciness from the hops. Yeah. Okay. So then I changed my guess to Amarillo. Correct. Yeah, what are the hops in here? It's Cascade, Centennial, and Simcoe. Okay. Wow. Oh. Okay. So it's aggressively hopped and then dry hopped with the same hops. So that's why not a lot of the hop, like... Bitterness comes through, but it comes through in the aroma like crazy. Yeah, you, you know, you're right. I, I Honestly, I forgot that it was a, a double IPA base. You'd expect some sort of weird... In my mind, I would expect some kind of weird, aggressive bitterness to be there. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not. It's very, very smooth. Yeah. But then you get that vegetal in a good way. Not as home brewers or brewers, we go vegetal as in, a, I, I, I think, of a flaw or like a bad thing. Mm-hmm. That's not like this. There is... Uh, there's a flavor in there that's deli- yeah it is it's funky it's hard to pin down I've mm-hmm. I've never had to sit here and, and dissect a, 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 a distilled oak aged beer yeah. before it's just kind of green not like it's young but just I don't I mean I assume vegetal I kind of associate that with like you said negative connotations and totally just like right cooked, cooked vegetables like this just tastes yeah. kind of like green like salad kind of you just taste the chlorophyll or whatever it is. Do you put the uh, like the yeast and the trube and all that shit in there, too, in the still when you guys run it? Yeah, I mean, we ferment it out and just distill it. The whole thing? Everything, yeah. Really? Yeah, so the process is the exact same. So that's the reason that we do the collaboration series. 
Um, the entire concept is that you can go to the store and you can buy a bottle of beer alongside the bottle of whiskey. Unfortunately, oh, like Pack Brew Lab doesn't have their beer in bottles. So that's why right. the next collaboration we did was a lot better. I okay. think. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that with? Uh, Almanac. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, they're everywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're getting their name out there for sure. Have you uh, thought about adding yeast and haze back into your <laughs> double IPA uh, bourbon? Yeah, the New England style distilled right. uh, beers. Dude. Yeah. I think it would be cool. <laughs> Yes. Yes, it would. Yeah, it would be cool. I like this. I think this is pretty cool, man. Yeah. I've never had anything like this before. And it's I also 47% alcohol, so it does have a kick to it. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I can see that going well in quite a few cocktails. I mean, the malt. Own. Yeah, the totally, yeah. The malt nose is actually awesome. I say actually, but uh, and again, it's, it's, it's perfumey. It doesn't, it doesn't smell just like a, I don't know, a normal whiskey. Yeah, and that I would imagine is is the beer is is the the base beer that you guys used and all the the good stuff that goes into it. Yeah, and you'll be able to tell from the aroma of this one versus the other one. This is like way more floral and way more like aromatic just because of the hops. The other ones mm-hmm. are not hopped. Okay, so you'll definitely be able to tell that that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Bev, I think we're going to need more gla- like glasses. I don't think we're necessarily going to be pounding all this like beers. Oh, I did. <laughs> Party. You, you pounded. <laughs> did you really? Bottoms up. <laughs> yeah, she did. Good work. Yeah. Beth's not driving home. What'd she care? Yeah. Um, do you guys keep some of the beer around to do kind of, I mean, I guess a year later, the beer's not going to taste the same, but like, do you ever get the brewery that you collaborated with to brew the beer again so you can kind of do a side-by-side? Yeah, definitely. Spirit with the beer? Yeah, that's how, that's how we time this uh, almanac project okay um and then pack brew lab they have that beer going all all oh, year okay. round that's a staple of theirs mm-hmm. okay so i can go get is, what's it what's it called uh, it's, whip, it's whip nose double ipa okay. um, but right. i'm pretty sure the only place you can get it is black hammer um in the soma of san francisco okay yeah it's so gonna be a local guy yeah or okay. in our tap room we'll have it sure. do they serve the whiskey next to it do they have the kind of license or is that, is that hard to do okay so that, that's hopefully what we'll be doing at our spot because we have type 74, type 23 licenses so we can ha- serve beer and alcohol okay. in the same location. The you idea can, is you can come into our spot and you can try the beer yes. the whiskey that was made from the beer. That's the yeah. dream. That's the dream. I love it. I love the dream. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to do that. I mean, it's it's so geared perfectly to what you guys are doing. Yeah, and that's really when I think people get it is when they try like the beer alongside the whiskey. Because yeah. if you're just drinking it blindly like we are right now, you're just trying to pick up like the little notes. But if you have it alongside the beer, totally. you're like, holy shit, this is made from that beer. This is crazy. Right, and you can kind of say, oh, yeah, I can get that. I can get that. I mean, because <laughs> even without the beer, it's still an amazing product. Because you can definitely taste the differences. You can definitely taste that the, there's an extra something in there uh-huh. that makes it super unique. And I think that's why it appeals to both whiskey and beer drinkers. Yeah. It's really the demographic that, I mean, when we started the company, I think we were going after was craft beer drinkers. Mm-hmm. But it's such a good product and such a unique product that I think we're really reaching the other demographic of, like, craft spirits drinkers yeah. just because mm-hmm. of that. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. And you guys aren't, you know, one of those people who are just buying 
liquor and you know from somewhere else and then go oh no it's uh you know totally hand done or like tito's or whatever oh, you know tito's yeah, is super small big batch yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> small batch one million cases per year yeah. there's, there's a lot of uh magic hands going on in the, the booze business yeah and it's yeah. been happening for a long time and then now people in in the beer world are kind of freaking out about it and it's like you know people in the spirit industry have been dealing with this for a long time how does uh barrel selection work into when you're doing a collaboration do you vary like the 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 wood origin and the toast level and everything based on the beer you're tasting or how does that work um so yeah for the almanac project we actually finished it in their sour barrels that they did uh the dog patch grand crew in okay um and so we did we kind of did a lighter um age and so basically what that means for us because we don't do super long ages mm-hmm. um is we put it in 15 gallon barrels and then once that had matured we put it into uh their sour barrels and the reason we put it in those bigger barrels was so that uh the oak wouldn't overpower what the sour mm-hmm. parts what the sour barrel parts Where, did they just want to sanitize their sour barrels is that why they had <laughs> that's why they up? gave them to us yeah, yeah. right <laughs> I guess that would work, right? Yeah, yeah. I would. Fuck it, dude. I don't know if souring bacteria can handle seventy five percent alcohol. Can't. Yeah, it dies and just floats in there. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. seen it. You can see it. You right. see it on top, just like the esters. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. What are we drinking now? Um. So we're drinking Choka Smoke, the whiskey that I was telling you about. Choka Smoke. Okay. And this is your baby, essentially. Yeah. You this is like our this. first product. This okay. Is what we made. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is the peat smoke. Yeah. So Choka malt. smoke is made from a chocolate oatmeal stout with peat smoke malted barley. You want some of this, Beth? Not for more. All right. Here you go. Sweet. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Leave the bottle, right. Bev. Right. Oh, you don't have to finish the bottle. Oh, too late. <laughs> so what am I smelling in the nose? Because, uh, you know, I, I'm getting alcohol. And, I'd also and, uh, recommend smelling it a little more with your mouth because it'll kill your nose. Like if you, okay. if you breathe it in. So like, like I just did I, that and I just got like burnt. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Wow, what am I trying to smell here? So I think I you, smell some chocolate. How, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit. That's good. Yeah. How yeah, do you breathe yeah. through your? How do you? Uh, how do you breathe? Kind of, like, how do you breathe? How do you uh, smell through I your open mouth? Open my mouth. <laughs> you open your mouth and just breathe in. Yeah, just like hover your mouth over and kind of breathe in. Okay. okay. Yeah, just like you're normally breathing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Hold just, on, I don't just, understand. Just be a mouth breather. Okay. That's w- interesting. I uh, I taste uh, wood. Yeah, so it's a... Ch- <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Yeah. It's a okay. chocolate oatmeal stout, so the chocolate doesn't refer to adding, like, actual chocolate. Obviously, it's the chocolate malt that we had. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Is this the first time you guys have had whiskey on the show? Uh, Straight, yes. A like whole show... This. We did yes. have um, the folks from Hangar One, not Hangar One, Hangar One St. George. Well, well uh, St. George, been on the show, to do, but also uh, beer cocktails, and I think they brought some whiskey, but I can't. And, and then Ballast Point and Moylan's and has brought some of their spirits yeah. on, oh, nice. but also beer. This is the first hundred percent whiskey show. <laughs> wow, this is amazing. The pe- I can see why you've taken a long time with this. It's very complex. Let me yeah. see that bottle. Beth's totally stole it from me. It's actually gone. I don't oh, notice the, the peat so much in the aroma, but definitely in the flavor. Mm-hmm. I don't get a lot of peat. Here's, here's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of opening a bag of um, like black patent or roasted barley, roasted mm-hmm. barley malt, mm-hmm. where it's just a kind of grain dust 
Um, I used to work at a homebrew shop, so I did that a lot. And uh, that's what it reminds me. It reminds me of breathing in a, uh, smelling an empty bag of uh, black roasted barley. Hmm. Yeah, so it's a ton of chocolate malt. It's 20% chocolate malt. Wow. So like yeah. Way more than you use for a, for a beer. And what else is in here? It has a pretty good range of crystal malts, too. Um, oats, mm-hmm. peach, or you already said peach smoked malt. Yeah. Um, and then two row malt. Yeah, but it's like 50-plus percent specialty malts in this beer, so it's really? an expensive beer to make. How, so, does, how does this taste Sorry, right, how, right. How does this taste out of the fermenter before it goes into the still? I, I just brought tried some, man. Today and I thought yeah. it tasted pretty good. Yeah, is that something you would totally just sit down and have a pint of? No. No? <laughs> yeah. That's it was a, good, that was but not that question. good. Not yeah. a pint, but maybe like a little tiny A cup. thimble or something. Like, the oh, the yeah. amount that you're pouring us of the bourbon? Yeah, yeah. You'd have that of the beer? Yeah, it's thick, man. How does it, how, how does it taste out of the, out of the fermenter? It's very chocolatey. It's very um, the peat. I think carries through is more of like an acrid flavor, so it's kind of hard oh, to get okay. down. Okay. Um, yeah, it's kind of like slick on the tongue. And yeah, I, I can't go for that in my stouts. I can't do it. Like my chocolate stout, or my it's an oatmeal stout, but I use tons of chocolate malt because I love that the way that flavor comes through. But I've totally ripped out most of that uh, like black roasted barley because mm-hmm. I can't deal with the acrid. Yeah. But that doesn't come through in this at all. It doesn't. It's so totally not acrid. It's just it's like. The the lightest parts of the of the dark grains. Mm-hmm. Is it just chocolate malt? Is that the only dark grain in there? It's chocolate malt, and then the crystal malts are sixty, ninety, and one twenty. So it's like heavily. Okay, so you heavily get, crystallized. Okay, going for that just kind of big punch of. Uh, yeah, and that's something that we played around with was using like lower level bond crystal malts, but like the higher stuff just complements the chocolate so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What are you using? Wow. Just O O one for this, or what? what yeah, we actually use O O one for everything. Okay. Hmm. Makes it easy. Do you yeah. do any loggers? No, we don't. Do you find that? The, do you have you in the past? Uh, no, I guess no. not. Yeah. Do you we, think that we would gotta matter? get one of those immersion things? <laughs> <laughs> get a brew jacket, yeah. dude. Yeah, brew jacket. Yeah. 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 But if you only make five <laughs> gallons of beer, how much are you going to get after you sti- distill it? Uh, like this much? Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like a bottle. <laughs> oh, that's not so bad. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I would imagine that uh, there'd be some sort of flavor impact going from ales to loggers, right? Yeah. 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 So, like I was saying, this is made from like fifty plus percent specialty malt. So it's yeah. really the big flavors from the beer that carry through. So, in my opinion, if we did like a lager or something that's just like a lot of like two row, it wouldn't taste as good. Just yeah. It doesn't have that big flavor. Or like pilsner and some like crystal, and that's it. Like you know. Yeah. What beer? What mm-hmm. lager would that be, Warren? Be smart. Pilsner and crystal. Yeah. Uh, maybe a Bach. Yeah. So like a Bach. I think a Bach would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're getting a lot of the dark flavors. Like, you're trying to, you know, dig in here with the with your, your big crystal edition. Mm-hmm. A Bach or, like, a Doppelbach would be sick. I think. Yeah. 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 That's got you, some intense flavors that might carry through. Yeah. yeah. Have you played around with different yeasts? Or you just choose 001? Back in the day, we did. Um, but for right now, it's just 001 is what's available and what's easy to use. Okay. Um, but I, I'd like to play around with it more in the future. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that... I mean, think about Hefeweizen, and the yeast pretty much is responsible for right. that flavor. So yeah. I guess we did yeah. a bunch of Belgians, too. Yeah, yeah. Do, the, do the phenols and stuff that the Saison yeast and Belgian yeast throw out carry through into the distilled spirit? Yeah. They would have to, right? I yeah. mean, it makes it makes total sense. Mm-hmm. You well, said I mean, you, have you have you ran a Hef through the still? Never like a, like a proper German We did, like, four quads, though. Yeah, we did some quads. and Did we do a Dunkelweizen? We four quads? First of all, you had to brew four quads. Fucked yeah. up, dude. I think the problem is that we didn't like any of the quads that we did, so that's why yeah. we haven't really pursued it yet. But I think that it's like definitely a possibility. 
Okay. And now that we have this new space, we're going to start playing around with a lot of new stuff. So Really? Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, so Breaking we've news. been around for <laughs> two and a half years, <laughs> and we've had four whiskeys released. Um, okay. We have six new whiskeys coming out in the next wow. 12 months. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. So we're going to have some fun. Like Our, what? Can you... Uh, so we're taking a on a bit. lot more collaboration projects. So okay. if you guys follow us on like Instagram or social media or anything like that, you'll already know about this stuff. But like we went down to Libertine two weeks ago mm-hmm. and brewed their Christmas stout, which we're going to rebrand. That's like a holiday stout that's barrel-aged and obviously sour barrels. So oh, that's wow. going to be a fun collaboration we're going to do. The other one I'm I'm super excited about, Clint is not, um, is Belching Beaver's Peanut Butter Milk Stout. Okay, yeah, oh. they're super popular right now, that that beer, for sure. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. You're, so you're going to brew it with them? Yeah. And you're going to basically have to beat Clint around the head and face yeah. to get him to run it through. Why aren't you stoked about that? You think it's going to suck, right? I don't think peanut butter has a place in whiskey. That's just me. <laughs> that's just me. Uh, what do you think about, uh, you know, lactose? And donuts. Yeah. I don't know about donuts either, man. (laughs) I think donuts have a place in everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think whiskey has a place in donuts, but donuts don't have a place in whiskey. But the reverse, it can't be true. Okay. Have you tried any of that weird crap yet? No, no donuts. donuts. What if it's still Taco Bell? Because you have a customer right over here. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I think I'm Beverly. Just... <laughs> we should be friends. Uh, maybe those be uh, cinnamon twists they have. Yeah, churros. Distilled yeah. churros. Yeah. We, we can Hell do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lupe's in here. Oh. Sound of churros. Here it comes. Speaking of churro. Well, this is awesome, dude. So far, this is, uh, this is really great. Tell me about your artwork, because everything is super... Detailed. I mean, this is a naked lady, so I'm really interested in it. But um, what's the story behind your artwork? Um, so the name Seven Stills was a play on the seven hills. Hills. Why said hills? Why not say hills? Oh, I didn't. No. Um, separate words. Yeah. Not not together. Okay. Um, of San Francisco, and so the original vision was to create seven different whiskeys. For these different hills of San Francisco featuring uh, seven different local artists. And so that's what you're seeing on each of these bottles. On Choker Smoke, you have Zio Ziggler that did um, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks used to be called Los Pechos de la Choca by the Spanish, which is like, you know, breast of the chick. Yeah. What's it called again? What was it, what was it called? The literal translation. The literal translation. No, what was the Spanish? Oh, Los Pechos de la Choca. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Aaron, did you get that? <laughs> no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, and then Fluctuate, which you guys haven't tried quite yet, is for Rincon Hill. Okay. Um, and that was done by David Polka. And then the other two are collaborations, so they don't really fall in that line. But they're also done by local artists. Uh, actually, just one local artist, Cannon Dill, who we really like his work. So, the, So the plan is to have seven different varieties for each of the hills in the city and do collab, you know collaborations yeah. and stuff like that so too two different lines. um and the ones for the hills like your main lines are they going to be the same that's just your your, your constant uh, thing or that is that going to change or well, trying to release one per year okay so we've done mm-hmm. two so far okay yeah. so then so what we, happens in year eight yeah we go good question midlife crisis <laughs> <laughs> yeah we pull <laughs> pra- prairie ales or whatever and we just fucking peace out <laughs> Uh, Warren, why don't you uh, do me a favor and let's do the Twitter game real fast, and then we're oh. gonna take a break. 
Okay. Well, um, I already released it because I figured you, you did good. That's what you're supposed do to anything. do. You did great, oh. buddy. Um, yeah, we'll do that. We'll take a break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to uh, drink the rest of the stuff and some vodka and talk about some bitters and cocktail stuff mm. and uh, more things, and it's going to be amazing. Are we going to have some cocktails? We are not no? going to have oh. some cocktails, um, but it's fine. I guess. We'll talk about it in theory. Okay. Yeah. We'll imagine some cocktails. We'll imagine some cocktails. Okay. Uh, first of all, the uh, Twitter game is brought to you by the Beer Law Center. Hit up John over there at BeerLawCenter.com. He's a good dude. He's protecting uh, all your trademark stuff. Uh, he protects the Hop Grenade trademark from especially those crappy Germans who are trying to you know run rant, rough shot over everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a, look, he's a solid dude. He's a beer guy. He's a he's a listener. He's a member of the BN Army. And uh, if that's not enough reason to support him, well, then uh, you just don't have a soul, and you deserve to get your trademark stolen right from under you stop listening yeah so uh john com brings you twitter game so i thought long and hard about this one. Oh shit um so I, I, i'm gonna cut to the chase <laughs> eventually eventually okay i'll get there all right i'm looking up what i wrote okay good i wasn't ready anyway so this week's twitter game is where everybody at <laughs> where, where is everybody where everybody at yeah because <laughs> even Lupe's laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> because before it was just JP and I in the studio, and okay. the show was about to start. There's already answers trickling in since okay. we didn't actually say anything on the air. All right, but yeah, fair enough. Where everybody at? Nobody. Tasty still hasn't shown up. Well, you know, and it's not his show, man. Yeah, and hey, it's fine. I'm totally, I'm totally fine with that. It means we get more. It's more for us, right? Yeah, it's more for us. All right, we're gonna take a break, and then when we come back, we're gonna be keep rapping a bit about whiskeys and vodkas and all that kind of stuff with the fellows from Seven Stills. Thanks for sticking with us to the session. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Grog tags aren't just for labeling your home brews to hand out to your friends. They're the perfect way to round out your personal brewing marketing. Bringing your latest beer to a funeral? Craft a metal sign to go with it. Heading out to Little Liam's Bar Mitzvah? Grog Tag custom bottle caps are awesome. Couldn't get out of jury duty this year? Grog Tag the hell out of the deliberation room with reusable labels. Grog Tag has an awesome array of products just waiting to be customized by you. Metal signs, coasters, tasting mats, bottle caps, tap handles. It's all there waiting for your designs at Grog Tag. Liven up your next party with the widest selection of custom products ever offered by a sponsor of the Brewing Network. Grog Tag. At least your beer will look good. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a home 
homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite bare-bones club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W NicoBrew Your bare bones buddy in the brewing business Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Hi, this is Brandon from Drake's Brewing Company here to warn you about the impending apocalypse. This year, we're unleashing our four horsemen on Saturday, January 23rd from 12 to 6 p.m. at Drake's in San Leandro. In addition to the return of Apocalypse Double IPA and Black Label Triple IPA, we're adding the next two riders, Red Label and White Label. In case you thought Apocalypse Day couldn't get any bigger, you thought wrong. We invited more than a dozen of our favorite West Coast breweries to pour hard-to-find double and triple IPAs, including Cellarmaker, Russian River, Boneyard, Beachwood, and many more. Pre-sale tickets are on sale now and start at just $25. Black Label is limited to six bottles per person. Go to drinkdrakes.com for more info and brace yourself. The end is beer. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients, backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging, but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack 
stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new brew easy. Hi, this is Brandon from Drake's Brewing Company here to warn you about the impending apocalypse. This year we're unleashing our four horsemen on Saturday, January 23rd from 12 to 6 p.m. at Drake's in San Leandro. In addition to the return of Apocalypse Double IPA and Black Label Triple IPA, we're adding the next two riders, Red Label and White Label. In case you thought Apocalypse Day couldn't get any bigger, you thought wrong. We invited more than a dozen of our favorite West Coast breweries to pour hard-to-find double and triple IPAs, including Cellarmaker, Russian River, Boneyard, Beechwood, and many more. Pre-sale tickets are on sale now and start at just $25. Black Label is limited to six bottles per person. Go to drinkdrakes.com for more info and brace yourself. The end is beer. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Thanks for sticking with us. Talking to the guys from Seven Stills. We're drinking some whiskey right now, and I'm, uh, I was talking to uh, Tim at the break. I was like, dude, I'm kind of blown away right now. I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. When you hear people go, oh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm totally distilling beer uh, right. and selling it. I'm like, uh, you, you never know what you're going to get. You don't. I, I think. And uh, I'm very pleasantly surprised, man. I think you guys are doing pretty, pretty good work, man. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, for sure. This is way better than any alleged homebrew distillates I've had. <laughs> alleged. Alleged. I don't know what you're talking about. about. Right. I've heard other people drinking. Yeah. Well, we're good at, you know, dissecting, you know, dissecting uh, theoretical papers 
And uh, (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you, it's uh, people can't write as well as you guys can. Thank you very much. What are we uh, what are we drinking now? Uh, So this guy is the Almanac collaboration. And this is at Cast Strength. Just a heads up. Oh, cast drink. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so, so that means I should drink it faster. Yes. Okay. Right. You have to drink it a cask at a time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. Um, so it's at 59.5% alcohol. And the reason we did that is, one, it gives you the opportunity to proof it down to get to where you want it to be when okay. you drink it. Um, because what happens when you add water to whiskey, um, some of these esters, flavor compounds, fall out of suspension, and it opens up. Um Opening up is what people call it, um, but also because it's awesome. Let's <laughs> <laughs> work for you. Yes, that yeah. also. Is there a flavor component that uh, it makes cask more desirable, or uh, personally, just I it think, gets you drunk faster? I think texture. Um, it's, okay. a, it's, a, it's a lot thicker at cask okay. strength. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're warning me so I don't drink it as quickly as these and just totally collapse on the floor. A lot of people do that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I have a few friends who, who basically kind of try to gravitate towards cast strength because it, their bottle goes farther. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. It usually costs more, too. So it they're, costs more. are not really saving anything. Yeah, we charge yeah. the basically the alcohol, so proportional. You get okay. double taxed once you go over 50% alcohol. Oh, we, as a consumer, or you guys do as we, we manufacturers. Do. Okay, but we pass it on. To <laughs> it's like passing <laughs> yeah. the savings on, but yeah. don't worry about us. We don't, right. I don't yeah. think we do pass it on. What did we pass it on? I hope so. <laughs> it sounds like something you guys should work out. Yeah, I work the numbers. We have a business meeting here very very yeah. soon about what's going on. Okay, so cask strength. So it's what did you say? Fifty six percent. Fifty nine point five. Fifty nine point five. And normally uh, the other ones are forty. Forty seven. Forty seven. Which okay. is also high. Usually whiskeys are forty to forty five percent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why are you guys trying to get people drunk so fast? Just what's like going it. on? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, I just like it. And you you mentioned it's thicker. That kind of made me. I, as I was swirling around mm-hmm. my glass, I noticed. The little uh, kind of streams of of liquid running down. Yeah, those are called legs, right? Yes. So, can you explain? Is that just some people will be like, "Oh, if it has legs, then it's quality," or does it have more to do with the thickness and slash syrupiness of the what you're swirling? Um, it definitely has. To, I mean, it has to do with the alcohol content. The, mm-hmm. the higher the alcohol content, the more legs you'll get. Okay. Yeah. But that's Cause it. Because, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's right now it's just coating the glass. Mm-hmm. What are the legs? The legs is the booze. Yeah. Okay. Sticking to the glass. That doesn't mean anything. Like the, these wine guys, they go, oh, yeah, it has great legs. Isn't that kind of just a function of because there's alcohol in it? Mm, I can't speak for wine. Yeah. Yeah. You need to know all. He has a bad right. habit of not knowing things that we ask him. Right. Yeah. That are unrelated to his uh, field whatsoever. First gin, now wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what next? If it's not whiskey, I don't know, right. I don't know what the fuck to do about it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of legs, Warren, let me ask you a question. Are you getting enough? No. <laughs> well, I bet you'd love more, right? I, actually, I would. All right. We're doing a live read, guys, just nice. so you know. Uh, well, AdamandEve.com wants to give you more. Really? Yeah, really. With 10 free gifts. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her, uh, Candy or, or whomever. Whoever. whoever. Yeah, yeah whoever, whomever's the lucky uh, lucky lady. Second, a specially selected toy for him. Again, maybe you. Maybe not you. Or I don't some know. other guy. Whoever Candy wants to bring in, doesn't matter. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get six full-length... Now, don't go all rubbery in the knees by the mention of full length. Uh, six full length adult movies on DVD. I only need about 30 seconds. That's all you need. Well, then you have 
10,000, you know, Whoa. units. Wow. 10,000 times you can use all six and never have to, you know. So they're longer than my length. That's true. Uh, and number 10, free shipping on your entire order. So what you have to do to get your 10 free gifts, it's not hard. Yet. <laughs> I just added that in there. How just go know? to adamandeve.com and select, and pretty good, right? It was good. Yeah, it was actually good. You, just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BNARMY at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts. Go check out adamandeve.com today. Select one item, 10 free gifts, free shipping. Enter code BNARMY, B-N-A-R. M-Y, and of course, at adamandeve.com. Of course. All right. Speaking of legs, that was a good segue. Yeah. Right? You're a professional. Thank you very much. You kind of nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. Uh, Also, pretty good. (laughs) Get it? Yeah. Nailed it. No. No? Okay. Well, I got it. Explain it in full detail. Right. Pretty good. So, okay, this is your... This, <laughs> yeah, just average. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah tolerable. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so this is the Almanac collab. Yeah, so right? this is made from Almanac's Dog Patch Sour. And what's it called? Dog Patch. Dog Patch. You guys with your naming schemes, so man. Clever. Yeah. Do you guys Dog- have a big whiteboard that you write all this stuff down on? <laughs> we, have, we have a think tank. <laughs> <laughs> How many barrels? Uh, okay, so what, what's, the, what's the base beer? Dog patch sour, but like what kind of? I got that part. I got that part. But like, what kind of? What kind of beer is it? So it's a weeded sour beer. Okay, I think it's Almanac's take on the creek. You guys are fitting in a little too good, right? Now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a creek, but not really. It's their take on a creek. I don't okay. think that they like to call their beers like these Belgian styles, but it's yeah. like a you it's might... a sour beer that's aged with tart cherries. Okay. Yeah. All right, and then so you. Got the beer. So this had been a concept that I was kind of working on for a while, and I uh-huh. couldn't figure out how to get the sour flavor from beer into whiskey. The diacetyl and lactic acid bacteria, or uh, lact- yeah, lactic acid that we we're trying to get into the whiskey doesn't carry through. Yeah, um, It's got a higher boiling temperature than ethanol, so it's kind of left behind in the still. So we played around with a bunch of ideas for a while. Um, one idea I had was proofing back the whiskey with the original beer, but oh. it did not work very well. And Clint always hates that idea. <laughs> so what we ended up landing on was distilling the beer, aging it in New American Chardo like we would any of our normal whiskeys, and then finishing it in Almanac's original Dog Patch Sour Grand Cru Sour Barrels. Um, the first two releases, or I guess the first wow. release that we did was a cleaned barrel from Almanac, so it didn't have as much of the flavor from the sour beer. But the third one we told Jesse just to leave it super wet and just like... Yes, with sour beer, so it picks up all that funk on the back end. Right, right. Hmm. Wow. And he was like, sure. Yeah. Totally fine. Yeah, he's been really cool about it. Hmm. Wow. I mean, tart cherries. It's very subtle, but I wouldn't have guessed that it was a sour beer. No, but now that he said it, it's like, that's all I can see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, of course it was a sour beer. Why wouldn't That's because it's... 59% 59% alcohol. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of those things where if you have it next to the sour beer, that's like all you can pick up. Really? Like, this tastes like that mm-hmm. sour beer. It's really fun to do a side-by-side with. Well, and you, like you were talking, Clint, about the mouthfeel. There's definitely a mouthfeel difference. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I, I don't know, maybe I didn't think there would be with, uh, what's the math? 12% difference or whatever in alcohol between the two? Yeah. Ish. Um, 12.5. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, how, how does it impact the mouthfeel? That you know what I mean. When you were talking about forty-seven percent already, I can't imagine that uh, that twelve percent is going to do like this much. Does that make sense? Am I asking a stupid question? I, can you say it again? How does a small difference in in a, in a bump in alcohol uh, make such a big difference in the mouthfeel? Because you said the, the cast strength, like you know, like you said, is thicker, mm-hmm. um, and it's uh, less water. It's less, yeah, but not that much less, right? Well, it's a twenty-five percent increase in alcohol. Twelve point five percent, but the volume—it's like twenty-five percent of the volume. So right, it's a lot less. Okay, I don't know. I need a calculator. But. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know, look, theoretical, right? Whatever. Um, okay, I just—I I don't know. I, I thought uh, it's, a, it's a good question. It's a good question. If I can yeah, get it out properly, thank you for covering for me, Warren. Right. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't count on. No one understood your question. Well, whatever. For me, the um, beer that we were using was just very light, like in flavor. It's very flowery. It's a weeded whiskey, yeah. so it's just like has these really light, um, subtle characters that we wanted to come through, and we felt that if we proofed it down with more water, we were going to lose a lot of it. So that okay. was, I think, the main reason we left it a cask strength. Okay. Yeah. Do you think, not getting to taste uh, this whiskey before it went into the sour barrel, that it kind of, whether it was a pickup of acidity or something like that, like it, in the finish it got drier? Because to me it, it's... It's very dry. For something, yeah, for something this big, but it's not alcohol heat dry to me. Like mm-hmm. it's something kind of different, which maybe is just the, the funk or whatever. Stringent. Yeah. That, you think that came from the sour barrel? I do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not totally sure where, but it could be from the bacteria or it could be from just the tart cherry and, like, the, the tannins that I get sure, from, yeah. from the skins of, of the cherries. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Did it's you, very dry. Did, it, did the uh, whiskey still be clear or did you have to filter it after throwing into that dirty barrel with cherries? And <laughs> yeah, we always like filter that. it. Oh, you do filter your whiskey? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not, okay. Not chill filtering, just filter it. So you don't like filter pad kind of thing, or yeah, yeah, okay, exactly, just paper filters, okay, okay, yeah. pool filters. So, le- <laughs> <laughs> so let's. That's why there's no chlorine in it. I get it now. Uh, so no, let's say is. I wanted to water back to to bring it down the cast strength. You just looked at me like I right. crapped on your lawn. No, like, right. why no. would you do this? Right. Is that is that something totally valid? I mean, you know, I don't know that much about it. Yeah, that's that's the whole idea with cast strength. Is okay. you can you can have it how you want it. How do I how do I get it the way I want it? You just dip your fingers in your water like this. And then you just uh, my fingers. I know, uh, I know where my fingers have yeah. been. I don't know. Okay. Can I just pour it in? How, how, how's the? What, t- you tell me. Fingers. I'll do fingers. Do fingers. Do fingers. Oh, gross. And then I know, right? And you just dip it in. You yeah, just, you just shake it off. And actually, what's cool is you can see okay. the oils kind of fall out of suspension when you do that. I don't, I don't know what this little whiskey in there, but okay. um, when you put the water in there, those oils fell out out of suspension. Suspension, it kind of creates this uh, turbidity. Is that the right word? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, like what happens with absinthe when you add water happens yeah. to a smaller degree. It looks a little oily, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what you guys are talking about? Okay. Yeah. And that's desirable. And then you just smell it. Yeah, it changes, it changes the whiskey. That does open it up. It does have a different aroma. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. I got such a little pour. Mine's already gone. So no. I can't <laughs> really dilute it. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it changes. I mean, and I didn't put that much water in it, too. Wow. Well, that's the dirt off of your fingers. That's probably what it is. Yeah. It's a good it's thing I washed funny. my hands after I went to the bathroom. Uh, okay, what else do we have? Uh, so the fourth whiskey that we have is Fluctuate. Which Fluctuate. Is from a coffee porter with cold brewed coffee added to it. 
Okay. And this is uh, another one of your homebrew uh, yeah, home staples that you've worked on? Uh-huh. Added to the beer or to the spirit? Added to the spirit after it was barrel-aged. Oh, okay. So you oh, wow. can see that the uh, color on this is a lot darker than the other ones. Yeah. That's because we actually add coffee back after it's been barrel-aged. So it's got, like, okay. actually a lot of, like, sediment that kind of falls out of suspension. Those are yeah. like, the fatty acids that are falling out mm-hmm. okay. from the coffee. Fat from the coffee beans. Yeah. Why not yeah. uh, Why not to the beer? We tried uh, it. We tried it. Yeah. And it didn't work. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. It, what, what didn't work about it? The coffee flavor just didn't come through. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we tried. Uh, I actually came up with a recipe while I was at Davis, and I was just playing around with a bunch of different things, like soaking chips or soaking the wood in coffee, yeah. and then just like proofing it with coffee and adding more coffee to the base recipe. And we felt like the most punch from the coffee came through from adding it after the fact. It's very little amount of coffee. We used less than 2.5% volume. Okay. Um, so it's like five gallons for 160-gallon batch. So That's not bad. Not yeah. much at all. That's pretty good. But it definitely comes through, and, and, it, and it really re-invokes what that base beer is meant to taste like okay wow uh, again never had this before no coffee added to the spirit yeah but we think this is a great one to finish with because it's like coffee and whiskey okay i like those things together after dinner drink kind of thing oh man Pick you <sighs> up and bring good. it down wow it smells good and it doesn't smell like uh, super like coffee but it, there's a there's like a Spice thing. I, 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 I'm blanking on the name of this. Uh, maybe you can help me out, Warren. A spice? Yeah. It kind of has a pepper, fla- like a green pepper-like flavor from the coffee. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe like cinnamon mm. and nutmeg or something? Yeah, something A like little that. cinnamony. Yeah. Oh, Just wow. Aroma. The finish is really where the coffee kind of kicks in. Yeah. Yeah, so the the base beer is just wow. a ton of like dark malts and roasted malts, and then okay. it's it with the coffee. Is that to accentuate the coffee? Yeah, notes in there. Okay. Hmm. Wow, that's uh, that's great. I I could see this in the in some sort of like um, eggnog or some kind of Christmas thing. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there is there is like a cinnamon nutmeg kind of quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Does uh, how how long do you leave it on with the coffee beans? Do you treat it like kind of how typical? So we actually add age? cold brewed coffee to it. Oh, so just liquid. So just yeah, mm-hmm. no, okay. no beans. So there okay. is literally caffeine in this. Oh, right now, and you're allowed to do that. <laughs> the TTV said we could. Hey, yeah, they stamped your your application, and it's fine. Is that something that that isn't allowed? Yeah. Well, I mean, they they pulled it out of Four Loco. That's true. Well, yeah, but Four Loco was trying to give you a heart attack in a can. I feel like this is just kind of a nice ride through the rest of the night. They expect people to. This is for people who know what they're doing. (laughs) Right. Uh, I have a question from the chat if you guys want to take it. Cool. Uh, This is from uh, Nate Brews, and uh, he says uh, Will the stuff that uh, they make from hoppy beers skunk like a regular beer if it's exposed to light? It does not. Pretty good question. Why not? Everything's gone, right? Mm. We don't know, apparently, but my guess would be it's caught up in that alcohol suspension so mm-hmm. that helps protect it the compound or, that would skunk or, yeah or those okay. compounds are already driven off maybe through the distillation yeah process. i think the compound that makes it go skunky is just it's just broken down through distillation okay mm-hmm. i can't remember what it is though huh 
Yeah, I mean, that would be my yeah. first, uh, yeah, well, my first. It's just not there. But well, no, our bottles are clear, so they definitely right. do not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is not a problem, Nate. Don't worry about it. I'm, I keep going back to this coffee, this coffee whiskey, man. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, and the coffee kind of rounds it out and makes it a lot, like, sweeter and smoother. And it keeps changing. So I go, I'm going back to some of these other ones, and they keep they keep changing. Mm-hmm. They keep opening up, and, and uh, that's the term, right? Yeah. Okay, opening up. So does, if a whiskey's wow. just sitting in the glass, does the ethanol just continuously be evaporating, or does it stay in solution the entire time, and so it's equally as alcoholic? Yeah, it'll evaporate. Okay. I don't know if you've ever had a night where you're, like, drinking whiskey and you leave a glass out, yeah. and the next morning it's just, like, this dried brown stuff <laughs> on the yeah. of your glass. Yeah. So, yeah, all the ethanol will evaporate. So over the course of... 20 minutes or whatever is it a noticeable amount so it's not like i'm just getting drunker and can't taste it as much it's actually leaving the glass it could be both i I mean it's not a ton of alcohol that's leaving but the concentration of that like off gassing of those higher alcohols is less Mm -hmm. so it it allows you to sense those um other flavor compounds okay you guys sure talks talk smart Mm. well sometimes talk so good Uh, well, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with these whiskeys. I think, uh, I think you guys are doing something really cool out there. Thanks. Yeah, um, uh, what's the, what's you, so I think you have a big bottle of water. Look, no, that's vodka. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, can we try some of that too? Yeah. All right. And so you guys have been open for two and a half years. Are these four that we've had kind of year round? I mean, the collaborations, I assume are like one offs, but sorry. Hey, Bev, can we get some more glasses, please? Yeah, so we're trying to have the seven still series, which is the choke of smoke and fluctuate, be year round. Okay. But all of the other stuff, we're really trying to take like a craft beer approach to the entire thing. So it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like one-off collaboration projects, seasonal releases, that kind of thing. Okay. So Dog Patch, we weren't planning on doing again. We actually talked to Jesse today, and he wants to do it again, so we might release it. Okay, uh, all right. Whip it came Note. out great, man. Why not? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty solid. And then Whip Nose, we do like twice a year. Okay. Belching beaver. We'll see how that goes. It's too funky. <laughs> yeah. Clint's like, no. One it's a one-time one thing, and that's it. Because I'm a purist. Uh, do, you see, do you see some of these you know, uh, coming out, like you were talking about, in, in more releases than you intended? Because, I don't know, the, uh, the reception's great, or you just love the way it turned out, and it's just kind of a lot of fun to do. So you're going to change what you're anticipating your releases are now? I mean, versus in a year I'd or two? Are you open to, to that kind of yeah. stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you know what I mean? You're not like super hard-nosed about it. This is exactly what we're doing. This is kind of our gig, and, and, and we're not going to stray from it. You guys are just having fun. Yeah, that's all we're doing. And <laughs> okay. that's you, literally, that's it. Yeah. We're not having fun at all. Do you, if you decide, okay, that one was successful, people liked it, we'll do it again. All right, now we have to wait another year and a half. That's the worst. People have to remember. Part, yeah, yeah. Right. People have to remember. You have to keep telling people, like, hey, it's coming out. Hey, it's coming out. Just... 15 more months. Hey, 14 more months. Ours are between 4 and 18 months in the barrel, so it doesn't have okay. to be that long. Okay. But that's still, that's, uh, I mean, part of, uh, you know, brewing, even just waiting a couple of weeks yeah, right, for yeah. a beer. It, it, that kind of sucks, but, I mean, you guys are just masochists. I mean, I've been thinking about that, but the more and more I've been getting into sour beers, I realize that they're kind of going through the same thing. Like, Almanac is in the exact same boat as us, where they're aging yeah. a lot of their beers for, like, a year or two years, so... I mean, it's not that different. It does still suck. It's, it sucks, <laughs> right? Either way. Um, please do a collaboration with a Rare Barrel. 
because we oh, like yeah. those people. We have been trying to get them to do a collaboration. Oh, really? Yeah. So if they're listening, allow I will be the great facilitator. Awesome. I will facilitate well, this. You'll just be a facilitator. <laughs> I'm not going to be great at no, it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So why the move to vodkas? It wasn't actually a move to vodka. It okay. was what we started with. Oh, really? Yeah. To pay okay. the bills? Um, yeah. So since we fundraised the project um, just by ourselves, we bootstrapped the entire thing, we kind of came to the realization that you need something to sell while your whiskeys are aging. Like the, the white wine of the red wine producers? Uh, I don't know anything about wine. So <laughs> well, <laughs> like uh, white wine doesn't doesn't sit around on the skins. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't cool. see the barrel or whatever. So it's pretty much like a pretty fast turnaround. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. So right. the vodka is <laughs> just like whatever, dude. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we, already, we already established they don't know anything about wine. Yeah. Well, now they do. Oh, I still don't. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's uh, made from it's made from corn. Okay. Yeah, and it's unaged, obviously, because it's vodka. Okay. So it's fast turnaround. Yeah, it's yeah. very yeah. fast. Have you thought about picking something unique to San Francisco instead of corn? Like, um, not really. Like pigeon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Or like yeah, Gear Daily like Chocolate? Ab- abandoned homeless uh, sleeping bags. Right. That's what yeah. I want to filter through. Yeah, the, the, the residual homeless sweat. So I don't know much about vodka. Um, so it's funny that you what actually... What am I supposed to taste? You're not supposed to taste anything, but you kind of do... Right, um, but it's funny that you brought up Tito's before because this was supposed to be kind of our solution to Tito's. Okay. It was driving us crazy that we were going around all these cocktail bars and all these stores, and they're saying like, "Oh, we're supporting these little guys like Tito's out of Texas," and we're like, "We're making this vodka in San Francisco." <laughs> right. Yeah. Our first batch was 300 cases of it. And wow. Yeah, they're doing like a million cases a year, so we're like, "You should support us." So theirs is also made from corn. Theirs is distilled six times. Ours is distilled seven times. You got to one-up them. Yeah, yeah seven yeah. stills. That's right. That's right. So that's got to be an interesting sales pitch. Ours tastes more like nothing than theirs How does. do you sell vodka? Yeah. It's not necessarily that it tastes more like nothing. I think that ours actually kind of does have some flavor to it. it totally Sure. Does. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot of yeah. people say that ours tastes more like a moonshine than a whiskey. I mean, than a vodka, just because mm-hmm. it's made from corn. So you do get a okay. little bit of that like, sweet like canned corn. Yeah. I, I can definitely see that. So it's distilled six times through a column still, um, which is traditional for vodka, and the seventh distillation is on a pot still, which okay. we think adds this viscosity and this nice creaminess to it. It does have a creaminess mm-hmm. to it, for sure. So I've, I've, hmm. I've wondered this. That, wow. So you, the shape of the still, like pot still versus the the kind of ones you see that vodka are done on, matters to the, the product in the end? Yeah, so... Um, a regular pot still, the tr- traditional thought is um, you get a lot more flavor out of it, hmm. um, and you're usually doing a double distillation on that. The vodka is produced on a coffee still, calm still, continuous still, um, where you're getting something called reflux, which is basically as the alcohol is evaporating, it's recondensing down, and it's separating it out, and it's really, really concentrating that alcohol vapor Okay. Higher and higher proofs. Okay, got it. Um, and and so that's traditionally what, so like that's what a coffee still doing is doing in a column still, and it's done with these things called plates with bubble caps on them, mm-hmm. um, and that that's that's what's really driving up that proof. So at, is it at each tier in the column still? It's just capturing a different 
different alcohol or different chemical compound that, or is it still capturing the same amount of stuff, say, as like your first pass through a pot still would? Well, or are you able to separate it out more on a column still? Yeah, so basically what it's for is separating it out. So in, in theory, you could have you know one plate with um, the lowest boiling alcohol, and then the one above it would be the next mm-hmm. boiling point, and then up and up, in theory. And then the vapor would have to pass through each one of those. So it would have to be, to vaporize through that, it would have to have a higher boiling point than that liquid's temperature. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or lower boiling point, sorry. So does it just, okay. it allows you more control to then you take back what you've collected from each tier and then are blending them before it, your next run, it's, essentially? It's it's all in a column. So this is all happening. And it, it's, a, it's actually the same thing they do when they're refining oil. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the same exact concept oh. where you have this tall column. It's just separating it out. And the stuff that passes out the top is just super high proof. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're, hey, we, we live in refinery area. We know. Right. Yeah. We know oil, man, for sure. But the idea with vodka is that you want to take away all of the impurities from the base spirit, right? Or from the base whatever you're distilling. Yeah. So, and, and you guys brought this up before. Um, is the actual ultimate goal to have it taste like nothing, or do you want some sort of character in it? Depends on who you're talking to. Okay. I mean, a lot of vodka purists say that they want it to be as neutral as possible. But then what the fuck's the point? <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to get hammered. Right. Yeah, right. So, so, but you guys, want, you guys want a little house flavor. We do, but at the, same, at the same time, we were trying to make something that was supposed to be like a blank slate for people, for like cocktail makers to use, just to have a neutral spirit that you can use in a cocktail. Yeah. And you can just go in whatever direction you want with it. Okay. Yeah. All right. How do you find uh, the, the reception for this is? It's great. I mean, it's very clean. It's very smooth. The price point's awesome. So people have loved it. It's locally made. Yeah. It's like a big thing. But Can't beat that shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. So are there, is it just you two making it and then doing the, the selling also? Or do you have people? So we have a distributor for California. So we're just in California, a little bit in Nevada, a little bit in Arizona. A little and bit Panama. In <laughs> You're in Panama, too? A little bit in Panama. Yeah. How'd that happen? Yeah. Uh, it was just these two cool dudes that came up to, um, kind of like us. <laughs> two cool dudes. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, they came up to San Francisco, and they were touring distilleries throughout the U.S., um, the distribution company is called Amano, uh, just to give them a plug. Okay. Um, but they were going to Coval, St. George, um, to bring them back to Panama, and they stumbled upon us, and they were like, hey, you want to send some stuff down to Panama? And we were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah of course we do. <laughs> Why wouldn't we? Right. We're well, two cool dudes. They were supporting us a little bit. I mean, they came out to like two of, their, two of our events while they were in town and visited the distillery, and we're just super cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Panama. Yeah, and they said that there's a high proportion of expats in Panada. Panada. <laughs> I like Panada, too. Panada. Never been there. Never so been many there. pandas. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys popular with the, the expats down there? Uh, you think? It's going slowly. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. How many, uh, if I can ask, how many cases did you send down there? 25 of each whiskey. Wow. Not, not a ton. Yeah. Not a ton. That, fuck, that's a lot, though. I mean, they you, guys are, you guys are small. Yeah, well, they wanted a hundred. They wanted a hundred. Did you just not have it, or you're like, no, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> we didn't have it. Actually. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah. What are you up to now, annually, production wise? So we haven't realized the full capacity of the new space yet. But last year we were producing about 130 cases every month. 
So I don't know what that is, like 1,500 cases a year. Wow. Yeah. How, how much volume in a case? 12 bottles. 375 bottles. 12 375s? Yeah. Here goes Warren doing math. 375 milliliters? Come on, human calculator. Go. That's like a, somewhere Go. between like, a, Go. like Go. one and a quarter gallons around. Oh, up. man. That's just times 10. You're a little slow in your game, dude. Times 10? <clears throat> yeah. Why times 10? It's 375, so it's three bottles per liter and 3.78. Oh, I, I was converting to ballpark ounces. <laughs> okay, in the mouth, yeah. yeah, you're also putting me to sleep with your calculations, Warren. <laughs> hey, it's real interesting stuff. <laughs> it is real interesting stuff. But with the new facility, we're both going to be able to take on new projects, like the six new projects we're doing this year, and also increase our capacity and hopefully like expand out of the state. So wow. That should be cool. And out of Panama. More in Panama. More in the surrounding area of Panama. Okay. So not only are you doing the whiskeys and doing the vodka, but you have bitters. Yes. Cocktail bitters. Right. Why would you want... It sounds like you're already super busy. Why would you go ahead and just... Here, let's just do another project. Why not, right? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so, aren't bitters just... Essentially, you just steep herbs and, and other things in a neutral grain spirit like vodka? Yeah. Making? So, bitters are usually just like herbs and botanicals and roots and spices that are macerated in high alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, we are trying to showcase a different flavor for each bitters that we make. Okay. So we've tried to select different unique ones. So we have a cranberry, a prickly pear, a cocktail, and a Meyer lemon. So for the cocktail and the Meyer lemon, those are both citrus-based, so we peel the fruit. So okay. cocktail is made from blood oranges, navel, and caracara, and then a bunch of uh, baking spices that we let sit in about a one- or two-year-old rye whiskey for two to three weeks. Okay. And then the Meyer lemon's the same, but it's with Meyer lemon. Yeah. So those two are just us peeling the actual citrus. Ugh. The prickly pear and the cranberry, we're cooking them beforehand and breaking it down. Okay. sucks. Oh, God. The whole thing <laughs> sounds like it sucks. Pe- peeling the lemon sounds like it yeah. sucks. Yeah, it's what- the worst part of the job. <laughs> yeah. What's your base for uh, for the bitter? Is it the rye whiskey? Are they, are they all bitter? Cocktail the is the only one that's based from a rye whiskey. The other one's okay. with the vodka. Okay, your vodka and your vodka whiskey. Our vodka proof down. Okay. Yeah, this one that makes is sense. a different rye whiskey, not... Not okay. Not yours. Okay, and then you just age it on the herbs and spices. Yeah, and then filter it out, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. We're still working on the filtering process. <laughs> <laughs> and so, what what's what the hell's the point of of the bitters? Um, I personally like to use them in soda water or just normal water. Oh, okay, I think it's a nice little twist on drinking water. Just a lot of people use them <laughs> in cocktails. If water's boring to you. I liked him because he's super just straightforward. He's yeah. like, I, I like putting them in water because I like putting them in water. <laughs> it yeah. tastes good. It tastes good, it tastes and good. I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but for I mean, for, for cocktails, it's just, it's just another tool in your toolbox. Yeah, so yeah. we call it the spice rack for the modern mixologist. Wow. <laughs> TM! Yeah, right? yeah. Is, is it nice. on the box? Is that, is that on the box? Because that should be. It is. Oh, nice. fuck. He's not lying, the dude. The spice rack for the modern mixologist. No TM, though. No, no TM. It should be, though. Soon. You should do TM it. TM coming soon. Yeah. Who's, yeah. who's that lawyer you plug? <laughs> beer Law Center. John at Beer Law Center. John, if you're listening, and then you yeah. are, dude. Bitter's Law Center. Guys. <laughs> uh, can you use these in beer? I mean, why would you, right? But can, you can, right? Why not? You can use it in anything. Yeah. But Believe it or not, you can good? dump that in anything. Would it taste good, <laughs> it though? 
Um, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I know you can, dummy, but... Right. but get a Belgian you? wit, right. and then dump some in, and you I get... I see the cocktail bitters good. working well on, like, a Hef or something. Yeah. yeah. That orange flavor. It's can we, I don't... I mean, you guys have opened up a ton of shit here, but can you... Can we can we try one? Yeah. All right, thank you. What is this one? That one's is, cocktail. Is there a, a right and a wrong way to taste... Oh, Jesus. Like, so sample bitters? So, put your hand out like this. Yeah. Blood orange peel, orange peel, cinnamon stick, clove, allspice... Hisop. Whatever the fuck that is. It's what? a bitter. <laughs> All right. uh, this is okay. This is the cocktails. Who's the old guy on there? It's, it's like supposed warm. to be like some old pharmacologist guy. Okay. So just do one of these. <laughs> no. no uh, oh. You put it in like the armpit of your hand. The armpit of my hand. Okay. Snuff box. And then I snort it. Yeah, snort it. <laughs> Blast off. <laughs> so you fly to the moon and back. Tastes pretty good, dude. <laughs> Tastes good. <clears throat> Yeah, so usually you use just like a couple of drops of that in a cocktail, Mm -hmm. but that's perfect for like an old fashioned. You want to try that? Yeah, totally. That's exactly what I was thinking. Cocktail, yeah. Yeah. It's like cinnamon and nutmeg that'll kind of throw you a little bit, but uh, it's pretty good. How are those uh, being perceived in the community? People like them very well. Yeah, Yeah. the box sets are crazy. The box sets are fifteen bucks a piece for the little four pack. So that's cheap. Yeah, that's cheap. Crazy because yeah, like you said, a couple a couple drops. Yeah, I mean that'll you don't last need a whole lot, right? Entire life, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wow, it's a dude. lot brighter and I would say lighter than like Angostura. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so Angostura, the only ones I really know, or like you know Reagan's bitters or whatever. But uh, it's not sweet like Peychaud's is or anything like that. Yeah, we don't add any sugar to the mm-hmm. post processing, which a lot of those guys do. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, those fuckers. Adding a bunch of sugar and shit. Yeah, that could be this good. This one's oh, kind of okay. fun. This one's a prickly pear bitters. So prickly pear is the fruit on a cactus. Not okay. Ooh, that smells weird, huh? Prickly pear cactus yeah. paddle. Saw that movie. Uh, what does it say? Genetian root? Gentian. Gentian root. Yeah. Cardamom, coriander, white peppercorn. I'm totally giving away all your shit, right? Well, if they put it on the bottle, <laughs> other people can read it also. Yeah, so this one we recommend you figure it out. God, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are you it supposed tastes, to be licking it? It tastes prickly. I don't know. Am I? I was just smelling it. Oh, no, I'm tasting yeah, I it. I like it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It tastes. It tastes prickly. It tastes like my your tongue is getting poked at. It's kind of like a kiwi. Um, so yeah, we use the, right. we use the prickly pear, and then we also break down cactus pad. So it's got this kind of like funky vegetal flavor to it. That's weird. Yeah. Come on, Warren, get did, some on did your you take all of it. I'm yeah, I did. That's probably why my tongue oh, shot out of my face. What? Oh wow! Wow, that's bizarre, man. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How long have you guys been doing that? Mm, probably like a year and a half, two years. The prickly pear, all of them, all of, any of them. I think we started with Meyer lemon in like March of. 2014? Right off the bat. Is there a big demand for bitters like this? I mean, you know, it's San Francisco. It's, you know, hipster land, but Mm -hmm. I would imagine. Yeah, I think for cocktail bars, there's a big demand. Ours is more with, like, people who just want to try out bitters who don't know how to use them. So the box set's been Mm -hmm. great because it's, like, four different flavors. So it's more for, like, home bars. Yeah. People trying to figure out how to make cocktails did someone come to you and ask you to produce these or you guys are just sitting around actually yeah cocktails one day yeah so the cranberry bitters is kind of how we got into the bitters um that okay. was a bar called Southside spirits house in san francisco 
Okay. And they were asking us to make a cranberry bitters for a cocktail that used our vodka. Okay. We couldn't source a cranberry bitters. So before we actually had this line, I was making like a gallon batches of cranberry bitters at home. Just anyways. Uh, for them. Oh, for them. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. All and right. then I would take these jars down to Southside Spirit House, and they would use it like once a week. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually put the recipe for that cocktail on the back of the bottle too. That's cool. Oh, yeah. nice. That's awesome, man. And you got a couple bo- a couple um, cocktails on the back of the box too. Yeah. Prickly pear fizz. That's, That's a good. non-alcoholic cocktail. Alcoholic, yeah. No fun. That's I cool. <laughs> prickly pear going in something <laughs> lighter, like a gimlet or something like that. Yeah. I think would be good. Yeah. All right, so Gin this, cocktails in general. Cranberry oh, sure, yeah. bitters. So cranberry is what everybody calls Christmas in a bottle. With the cranberry one? Yeah, it's Christmas spices and cranberry. I love your guys' artwork. Thank you. It's doing pretty good. More naked ladies on that one? No, it's a whale. <laughs> oh. Read If you can read the copy on it, highly Ooh. suggest it. Fuck, dude. My eyes are good, but not that good. Here, let me read it. Ward off nasty scurvy with seven stills cranberry bitters. <laughs> <laughs> Just like whalers did. I can't. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. That's Christmas it. in a bottle. Yeah. It tastes, you know, sort of similar with the, the nutmeggy kind of thing to the, yeah, um, like to the cocktail. But yeah, but wow, that's good. A little bit of juniper. Really good in gin cocktails. I bet everybody in the bars looking at us going, what the fuck? <laughs> are these key people doing dude <laughs> drugs <laughs> that's delicious Beth you're not yeah. uh, Beth's not even listening uh, she'll just chug it this is a shooter yeah, <laughs> yeah hey Beth we got some shooters yeah <laughs> I'm good thanks <laughs> oh look at Lupe pokes his head around what is this one the last one yeah the last one's Meyer lemon the Meyer lemon yeah. oh wow yeah, that, that cranberry one with the uh... is it just uh, is that essential oil they're sure. bitters. Yeah. Read the copy on that one, too. It is now believed that the secret society known as the Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> I don't even want to anymore. You're fired. The Illuminati. Why would you do that to us? That's great. I love that. That's stupid. It's actually brilliant. It's actually really great. It's so stupid. <laughs> the Illuminati. Has anybody ever read that? I don't know, man. Because one day, one day you guys are going to get a call just like, fuck you. <laughs> and hang true. up. That's insane. Or you'll come and you can't get into your building anymore. Because <laughs> it'll be locked. It'll be locked. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's tasty, man. Are you guys big cocktail people or do you just go right for the spirit? I go for beer. Right. He doesn't even like cocktails yeah. or <laughs> spirits. I don't even drink shit like that. <laughs> I go right for the beer. Um... What about you, Clint? Do you make cocktails with all this stuff? Nah, straight straight whiskey usually. Straight. Yeah, you're a party guy, dude. You're getting ready for St. Patty's Day. He's a purist. <laughs> uh, well, here's the important question: Is where can people buy this crap? Yeah, I'm yeah. not crap, but stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> it <laughs> is brown, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, some of it. <laughs> so you can buy it either from our place in San Francisco, which we just opened. Um, it's actually not open to the public yet, but we're taking oh. tours and stuff like that. Okay. Or we're available throughout California in a lot of, like, specialty liquor stores. Mm-hmm. You can also find us in, like, Whole Foods, um, K&L. It just depends on where you're at. But cast. A lot of specialty bottle shops. Yeah. Sure. Can, can you like, get it online? Uh, yeah. There are mm-hmm. online retailers that you can buy. It. On, on our site, we have links. 
okay. through to uh, online retailers. Uh, what's your website? Sevenstills.com? Sevenstillsofsf.com. Sevenstillsofsf.com. San Francisco. And seven is spelt out. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Now, the, these days you have to actually say that shit. You know, <laughs> Ten years ago, no one would ever thought, oh, the number seven. No one's going to put the number seven in there. And so you guys are going to have a tasting room soon where you'll just be open and people can come? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Are you going to do cocktails? Oh, right. In the tasting room? Can you? Uh, I don't think we're legally allowed to. You have, like, all the licenses, man. What? Why not? <laughs> you have a beer <laughs> license? We don't, we don't have that <laughs> one. We can do it for private events, but we can't do it. Oh. Actually, we can, but we, we have to have a bona fide restaurant. No, no. We can, oh, really? do, we can do a cocktail, but we can only pour an ounce and a half. So you can have one cocktail and yeah. leave. <laughs> and leave. Yeah, you, have to, you yeah. can have this, but you have to get out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. I think what's going to be more fun about the the space though is that we can do super small batch releases and have it only available from the tap room okay. instead of doing mm. it to the public. So we'll do like we just distilled our neighbor's Laughing Monk's beer, and we we're going to produce like fifty bottles of it. Oh wow! So it's just one of those things where it's like if you want to try this and have the opportunity to buy one of the fifty bottles, you can get it there. You got to get. You got to come actually get off your ass. Yeah. and come get it. Yeah. I think it's partnering with like Uber. Or to lift or one of, these, one of these places with uni because I would get in trouble if I came to your place for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, pretty Is much that, everybody Ubers down. Really? Yeah, we're right off the KT line though in, in uh, Bayview, so it's pretty easy to get to. Are you okay. in the dog patch? We're in the Bayview. We were originally in the dog patch in our rectifier days in a 400 square foot warehouse. Jesus. Yeah, it, it was. It was, it was bigger than some man. apartments in the city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we were crammed in there, man. So you've upgraded. Yeah, our oh, that's good. Up four hundred square feet. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. That's cool, man. Yeah. Well, fellas, I appreciate this. You guys came all the way down here and uh, threw us some good whiskey, man. Yeah, this is good work. Yeah, yeah. yeah thanks for having had a good us. time. Yeah. Once you guys are open to the public, or if you ever want to just let us in, <laughs> anytime. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta. I, I think I might buy some of this. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. I like the the cast strength one. I think. Might be my favorite. Only available yeah. at the tap room. Oh shit, oh, Warren! There you well, go, I guess man. I know where I'm going? Yeah. What are you doing in about 20 minutes? Yeah, I'll see you guys there. <laughs> yeah. I'm going back there. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Before we let you go, I want to talk to everybody about Beersmith right now. Everyone's super familiar with Beersmith, but uh, in case you're not, Beersmith is a fantastic way to organize your recipes, to create your recipes, to uh, upload them to the cloud. I suppose whatever is that what the kids call the cloud. Uh, I don't know. No, okay. I'm not a kid, remember? <laughs> you right, you're old. <laughs> I'm old man yeah. now. Beersmith is rad, man. If you guys are, are formulating new recipes uh, and want uh, an accurate uh, way to keep them and uh, a great way to store your ingredients online and all that kind of stuff, check out Beersmith.com. You get a 21-day free trial. So it, doesn't, it literally costs you nothing except maybe the half a second it takes to download this stupid <laughs> thing. And, uh, you know, put all your recipes and, uh, and, and you're off and running, man. It has uh, some intense water calculation things going on you can keep records of all your tasting notes and all that kind of stuff uh if 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 you're brewing beer and you're not doing beer smith if you're still doing hand calculations throw your abacus away and uh and jump on the beer smith train man 21 day free trial brad over there at beer smith is is working his balls off to to make sure everything is super updated and uh ready to go for you at beer smith i like beer smith okay we're gonna take a break we're taking another break and i think we're gonna eat bev do we get to eat? Yes, this should be a long break. A long break. Okay. We're going to take a long break, 
And then when we come back, we're going to do a little bit of beer news. We're going to talk about uh, not only the Labruski cruise we just went on, uh, but beer camp. we got a lot of things to right. talk about. Uh, anyway, it's the session. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters, the Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. With over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions, Moylan's Brewing Company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah! It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers. Boom. Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four Pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer whether for yourself or as a gift when you subscribe or resubscribe from the brewing network homepage, you directly support programs like this get a great magazine and support the brewing network subscribe to brew your own right from the brewing network.com a few things happened 30 years ago arfanet migrated to tcpip and the internet was born Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that HopTech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. HopTech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. 
This is Jamel Zanisha, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hopped character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Tampa Bay has become a great destination for craft beer lovers with more than 60 breweries and counting. Like Cigar City, Tampa Bay, and Coppertail Brewing. One of the newest breweries is Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach. Four Stacks believes that the West Coast can't have all the fun. So while we feature West Coast beer like Stone, Ballast Point, and Green Flash on tap, we also brew hopped-up ales to our liking in the West Coast style, even as they're truly Florida. Come in and see for yourself. Four Stacks hosts monthly homebrew club meetings, bottle shares, and partners with local restaurants for free food delivery while you enjoy your pint in their new town. Room. Stop by Four Stacks Brewing and support the greater Tampa Bay craft beer scene at a brand new community-oriented independent brewery. Four Stacks Brewing, bringing the best of the West Coast style and attitude. Four Stacks Brewing Company in Apollo Beach, Florida. When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerones know beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerones are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerones are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody. That's our You're last welcome. break, and we got uh, a couple fun things for you. But before we uh, jump into it, we've been talking about Brew Jacket, uh, uh, kind of off and on, actually, on the show, yeah. which has been kind of cool. Talked to Aaron over at Brew Jacket, and I want to remind you guys that they have a Kickstarter going. It's an all, uh, it's a, it's, well, not all, it's an Immersion Pro, is what it's called. That's it's a model. It's a heating and cooling uh, essentially, a probe that yeah. sits on the top of your carboy, goes all the way down to the bottom. You control your heating, control your cooling. You don't need an extra fridge. You don't need a big, giant conical. You don't need right. to do a lot of stuff. 
that I think we're, we're doing now as homebrewers. There's no need for like the, you know, oh, you got to cool it down where you put it in a little kiddie pool right. with a, a T-shirt over yeah. the thing or whatever and oh, put yeah. a little fan on it. Oh, yeah. I've done the, the frozen ice water bottles in a cooler trick. Have you? Yeah. Does it work? It does. But you it's have to you have to take care of it a couple times a day. Yeah. Yeah. This is way better. No, it's awesome, man. It, it packs away on a closet right. shelf. You can go on the right. website, actually. Check it out, brew, uh, brewjacket.com. Right. Uh, the probe pulls off of the actual base unit with the fan and all the controls oh, right. and stuff like that. And uh, you can actually store it easily, yeah. which to me is part of the problem of uh, homebrewing equipment. Sometimes it, it just doesn't <laughs> break down very easily. Yeah. It's very well designed, um, yeah. but uh, Aaron of our brew jacket has pretty much uh, yeah. thought of everything. It, yeah, it doesn't increase the square. F- it doesn't increase your footprint of your equipment. If you can fit a carboy somewhere, this thing, <laughs> right. this thing will fit. Yeah. So uh, check it out. Go to brewjacket.com, and there's a direct link over there to the Kickstarter program, which I believe Aaron was saying that is uh, ending in a couple of days. Three days, I think? In three days, yeah. yeah. And so I know they got some special pricing. I think it's like as low as 200 bucks. Well, yeah, 199 per unit with a September 2016 delivery date. Yeah. Um, Just uh, in time for winter. Yeah. It's uh, pretty awesome, man. I'm stoked about it. Brewjacket.com. Check them out. Aaron seems like a nerd, giant nerd. Yeah. He also sounded Canadian. Oh, shit. You think he's Canadian? Maybe He sounded like Blobber, so I'm guessing like (laughs) Northeastern Canadian. Maybe just Midwest, man. Maybe. All right. Uh, For those of you on the live feed, uh, you're looking at my fat gut because uh, we have a special game. To, we're going to play here. Uh, Justin, you guys remember Justin? We have a special guest, Justin Krausley. Uh, hi, yeah. I'm a guest on my own show. This is amazing. It's pretty good, right? I feel like uh, I like this side of the table. Has our producer been um, treating you well? Uh, well, she did not welcome me, and I, uh, that's part of the producing uh, uh, tasks. That's she wouldn't, I, that's I just asked her to get me a beer. Like She's supposed to make our guests comfortable. She wouldn't even get me a beer. I did see the uh, giant eye roll that she gave you for that. Yeah, she hit me. <laughs> Hard. Uh, she hits people. Yeah. I do. I think, uh, I'm pretty sure that's not part of the policy. No, it, it definitely <laughs> is. I don't know if you read fine print, but it's in there. Yeah. <laughs> the contract you signed? I might have to rewrite the job description. Because <laughs> I, I got hit. Uh, so, Jay, what are we doing today? We have, uh, we have a special game to play. Yeah, so a couple of things. I thought that uh, it'd be fun to be a guest on my own show. And um, How's that going for you, by the way? Um, so far, it's really nice. I feel like... Uh, we make people comfortable okay. and uh, have a little fun in here. Okay. So I like that. I feel like I'm running my voice through a voice disguiser right now, <laughs> otherwise known as a pack of cigarettes. Right. Um, smells like it, too. Well, it's also yeah. the microphones that you give us compared to yours. <laughs> right. They're terrible. Yeah. But that's yeah. by design. I mean, I've known that for years. <laughs> that's true. Uh, you yeah. tear us down to build yourself up right? yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if anybody's surprised by that piece of information, <laughs> you know. Uh, so, yeah. So I thought we'd come and give you an update on on me. Okay. So that people, <laughs> He's I, still here. I Weird. felt like people should know that I'm not dead mm-hmm. and that I haven't. Left or given up on the Brewing Network. That's good. This um, is good. This is good information. Yeah, yeah. I'm still here, but uh, first of all, what did you guys do? You drove away the rest of the staff with your antics yeah, because so it's a, was, it's the Beardy and JP show. I now? was a little concerned that Rude. Tasty was like like he <laughs> Sorry, parked <D-Bow. laughs> he parked up in the uh, the parking structure yeah. and then had a massive coronary and then he's yeah. like slumped over and so somewhere there's a horn just been going on and on for like three hours. <laughs> did you send someone to look for him? No, but we did have an in memoriam moment. We did at the beginning of the show. <laughs> this is the in memoriam Tasty episode. Yeah, this is yeah. the uh, the uh, yes. The, did the he not episode. tell you he was? 
wasn't going to be here? No, he did not. He texted me at like 5 o'clock and said, I'm on my way to New Zealand. I'll be back in 10 days. And I just assumed that he had already had that conversation with you. No. But no. I Why did he text me? He knows I haven't been on the show in like six weeks. Because <laughs> you're his boss. I guess JP. so, yeah. I forgot that he was going to New Zealand. I know that yeah. that's why he couldn't go on the Labruski cruise. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but that was like, it seems like forever ago. No, he didn't want to go on the Labruski cruise because we couldn't get him his own room. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. So he refused okay. to bunk, which was probably fine for whoever would have had to bunk with him. Uh, totally. He snores really, really loud. He does. So that's why I didn't do that. But then, yeah, now he's at the New Zealand Homebrew Conference. Okay. Uh, the yeah. equivalent of the American Homebrew Conference type thing over there. Him, uh, John Palmer. Okay. Uh, I want to say Chris White is going out to that. Sure. I think so. Um, James Spencer from the other brewing podcast. Okay. Um, yeah. So that sounds pretty cool. I guess he's gone for like 10 days, but I did oh, wow. assume that he had told you that. <laughs> yeah. And so when I, I didn't feel no. quite, now I feel even worse. That it, it, <laughs> so when you yeah. when 6 o'clock came around, it's just you and Beardy. What did you well, think? You just Correction. When again, rude. When 5.59 came around and it was right. still just me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because Beardy wasn't even here. Was no. But then when 6 o'clock rolled around and Beardy rolled in, yeah. uh, it look, it threw me for a little bit. I'm not okay. going to lie, but okay. I was trying to pump myself up and then we had some you know, audio issues and shit like that. And that tore yeah. me down pretty good, but yeah. look, it's fine. Um, doc, I was totally expecting doc to be here. And then he's like, I'm going to Austin. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I think this is your show, right. right? The whiskey show, which is why, like I yeah. could have even potentially come back this week cause I'm around, but I thought, Oh, you guys got this. I yeah. figured you beardy and doc would do the perfect whiskey show. And I guess you and beardy did a whiskey, a show. whiskey show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you even want to call it that. Okay, yeah. It was really cool. I actually had no idea they were using beer, yeah. like craft beer. Oh. As they're washed. As they're washed. Still, yeah. Yeah, they, like, make, they, they make beer first and okay. then distill yeah. it. So it's kind of cool. And well, Jamel, a bunch of cool collabs. Jamel sent them our way, and so oh, okay. I knew that they'd be quality uh, whiskey makers, you yeah. know, at least artisans really of were. some kind. Yeah. 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 Did you like the whiskey? I really do, yeah. Okay. I, really, I have some here. you want to try some? No, no. Are you sure? No, I don't, I don't drink whiskey. But you should. Mm. You should start. I had to drink cocktails on the cruise. My staff here at yeah. the Hopkins was asking me about yeah. that, and because there wasn't—I mean, there was there was a bunch of good beer, but then at you know when it got late at night, certain bars didn't have good beer anymore. Yeah, so we switched to like mojitos and shit, and mm-hmm. I don't really drink liquor. Yeah, so I think I that's think part of pr- why I, I think felt you proved why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you you did fine on the cruise. Yeah. Oh god, yeah, I felt so bad. Yeah, you got hurt, man. <laughs> yeah, the the cruise was cool. Uh, there was a lot of good craft beer, but uh, you know, since it's so huge and they want you to walk around the ship, they had a bunch of different satellite bars, yeah. and each bar had a different beer. It wasn't the same beer across all the all the things. Right. So that did kind of make it difficult if you're a lazy, you know, fat guy like me, and you're all the way aft. And yeah. you want to go port? No. Wow, Starboard? look at you with your wrong four. boat, boat four. lingo. Four is the front, aft Forward. is the back. Okay. Yeah. So if you're, if you're in yeah. the back and you want to go to the front for the you know the special uh, payload or whatever, you just walk 10 feet to the mojito bar. And that, right. That's yes. what we yeah. did. That kind of solved the problem. Who's got time to walk 600 feet when you're in the middle of the ocean? <laughs> Not me, dude. Well, if you don't mind, I would like to talk more about the cruise, but I wonder if maybe our guest would like to help interrogate us when we get to that. So okay, yes. I did. That. It wasn't just me. I brought a special guest along with me okay and we thought we'd play a game where you get to guess the guest so those yes. of you uh who are fans of the show and who have been listening for for years i think we'll be happy to hear from and might be able to guess our 
our secret guest. The secret guest. So we have, I think we have some callers on the line. We and do. I'll give clues to the callers, um, and we'll see if, if one of them can guess uh, who our secret guest is. Okay, should we have them all well, on at the same time? I believe so. That would probably be the only fair way to do it, right? That's the only fair way, but I'm afraid someone's just going to blur- start yeah. blurting out people, and then it's <laughs> over <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Mike, why? They have to buzz in. Um, Okay, so yeah, let's put them all on. Let's see what we can do. Will I be playing along with everybody? Uh, Well, since I can't see two seats down. Since you're blind anyway. Yes, Beardy is playing along. How do I do this? Uh, Double click on any one of them, and you'll lock them in. Yeah, so if you get a solid yellow, there you go. Now that person's locked in. All right, line one, we have Blobber. Oh, Blobber Gloppy Gloop Gloop Glop is on the line. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi, buddy. Hi, Blobs. Hi. Ah. Blobber sent me a nice message saying that he is, he's loving the show and that you're doing a great job, but that he misses me. Oh, that's nice. Not oh. that he misses me on the show or anything, just that yeah. he misses in me. General. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, Blobber's yeah. a liar. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice message. The air's thin up there. Yeah. Okay. And then we, we're going to go. We've established that on ears up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then on line two, we're going to have James. Hi, James. Yeah. Hey. James, where are you calling from? I'm in Athens, Georgia. All right. Yeah, Welcome to the show. All right, fellow Greek. And then line three. <laughs> that's an Athens joke. We have uh, Sean, and he's calling from Florida. Hello, Sean. What's up, guys? We invaded your state recently. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Could you feel us? Uh, yes, I follow you guys on Twitter and saw the goings-on. Okay. And saw Justin in Tampa about an hour north of where I live. Yeah, I invaded two parts of your state. First, Tampa. <laughs> and then I rented a total bro car. Oh, you, what did you what? rent? I rented a convertible Mustang. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just drive down the coast, top down? I totally rented a midlife crisis mobile. <laughs> and I drove from Tampa to Miami with the top down, through the Everglades. Oh. Yeah. What were you listening to? You're such a Journey. Yes. Nice. Yeah, I had a hooker. I was getting BJ. On the way, it was. You got roadhead. I got roadhead. I did the whole thing. I had a cigar in one hand and a handful of (laughs) hair in the other. Uh, your hair. Driving with your knees? <laughs> yeah, nobody was holding the steering wheel. The midget was holding the steering wheel. If you must know. I knew it. Uh, all right, callers. Well, it looks so big. <laughs> we're gonna have you guys chime in. So when Justin gives you the clue to whatever it is we're doing, you just shout your name. I there feel like go. that's probably good enough. Yeah, that seems good. Uh, are you guys ready to play? What's the? We need a name for the game, bro. Uh, guess the guest. Wow. Who did, who, did, who did? Good job. Father. This is why I'm quitting radio. <laughs> Here we go. Guess the okay. guest. <laughs> All right. All right. Can everyone hear? Is everyone fine? Yeah. Buzz in. Yeah. With a gu- you, had- you're only going to get two guesses each. So don't just blurt out names if you're not ready. Because gonna, we're going to hang up on you once you've, you've buzzed in twice. Once I read the manual to figure well, out how the fuck to do that. We will try to hang up on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Every attempt will be made. <laughs> All right. Your first clue is uh, this friend of the Brewing Network once won a silver medal for Blondale. Shit, because I yeah. don't have a lot of other clues. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, yes. that's clue number one. I, so, did, so are we going to make them use their guests? Did, or I, hear, uh, did I hear uh, um, uh, James? No. No, you just heard me laughing because that was a shitty clue. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. Robert, go ahead. <laughs> is it, is it um, 
Uh, Don Gordon. Who the fuck is Don Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's uh, Don Johnson's cousin. Oh, okay, great. Uh, it is not Dan Gordon. Good guess. Good guess, Blobber. Okay. Your next clue is... Um, so Blobber has one more guess. And yes. He's gone. That's, and right, then he's right, out. Right. Okay. This longtime friend of the Brewing Network always claimed to know more about beer than me. <laughs> That's and a low bar. James. <laughs> All right, James. Is it Jamil? It is not Jamil, although <laughs> Jamil does it. Yeah. Accurate. Yes. yeah, he claims to know more. He doesn't actually know more than you. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he definitely knows more, and he's won a medal for Blonde, so I'm going to say that oh. I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Self-declared winner. Yeah. Good point, good point. Yeah. But, uh, he just threw out his second chance. But he's not sitting in the studio. Okay. Yeah, right. this is the mystery guest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Think hard, man. Mm. <laughs> I'm thinking, I've been thinking all day of clues that like won't won't give it away. I'm trying to as well, but uh, uh, I just had one, but I but I lost it. Um, okay. This friend, very very good friend of the Brewing Network, looks great in a dirndl. Blobber? Go ahead, Blobber. Second Blobber. guess, Blobber. Boy, it's, it's got to be Daniela. It's Daniela! Yeah. Whoa! Whoa. <laughs> Daniela, welcome back to the studio. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi, Daniela. That was quick. <laughs> it always is on and the brain. Yeah. For the record, I do know more about beer than Justin. <laughs> no. Come on, still she and, thinks so. And I should, and my wife's German, so I, I concur. No one looks better in the dirndl <laughs> than, a, than a German. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So our secret guest is Daniela. Thank you for playing. Blobber Glop is the winner. All you win, Blobber, is one sentence from Daniela in Germany, uh, in German. And, and I don't know if it's going to be a nice thing she has to say to you or a mean thing she has to say. I'll leave that to, to the two of you. But your your win is one sentence from Daniela. All in German. Uh, right now? Yeah, you could wait if you want. Oh, yeah. You want to think about it for a minute? I want to think of it. You re- do you remember Blobber Glob? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was happy to hear that he's on the line, actually. <laughs> Blob, would you like to sing a song for <laughs> For <laughs> honor. For old time's well, sake. I, of course I would, but I don't know what to sing. I've been, I've been contemplating singing the Pokemon theme song for a little while. but Okay. Well, that seems, that seems <laughs> fine to me. Well, it, can, I, to do right now. can I just make a, a, an observation? Blo- it's like Blobber hit puberty when he found out Dan. Daniela was on the phone. Because it was like, ah, this is Blobber. Now suddenly it's like this. I was contemplating thinking that blah, 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 blah. But all you can think about is Pokemon. No, that's true. Well, wh- why don't we do this? We can we can drop the other uh, two callers. Thank you guys so much for playing. Um, I'm sorry that the clues were not the best clues in the world. Um, and then we'll keep Blobber on hold. Blobber, while Daniela is thinking of a German sentence, um, you can think of a song to sing, and we'll put you on hold for a few minutes. Absolutely. Okay. That's amazing. Let's so let's hold him. Um, all right. All right. So I just uh, Daniela is here uh, visiting uh, Daniela and Flo actually, who you right you you might remember was our German beer expert on the first show we ever did. He still uh, claims he's no expert. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think all I made you do was like describe the Hellas style or something in the in the very first episode. Uh, they're both here visiting, and I asked them, "Could you could you visit over a Monday?" Because I think that the listeners would think it just really cool to hear your voice again on the show. I get asked about you all the time, you know. Oh, I love to hear that. No, it's really creepy. Like, <laughs> not a good kind of ask. No, it's always like the, the, Okay, not always. Occasionally, people will just say, "How's Daniela doing?" And then that's very nice, right? They want to know how you're oh, doing. Yeah. More often than not, though, it's the, so, uh, like, what happened with you and Daniela? <laughs> like, like, I know these yeah. people. Like, I'm going to tell, right. like, I don't even talk to you guys. You're some of my best friends in the world. Uh, yeah. People, oh, yeah, what happened with Daniela? They want the TMZ. Oh, man. It's, yeah. And I always think, like, how could you ask somebody that? Like, what the, um, I, I, so, anyhow. Because well, you're so open. Your life right. is an open book. <laughs> right. I know, I guess. Yeah. So, I always just deflect. I, I'm always like, oh, she was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time you just tell them I couldn't take your homebrew anymore. Oh, <laughs> That's a good answer. Blow, yeah. blow. <laughs> she likes good beer, so she couldn't stick around. I always just tell them how you're doing. My answer is always to skip over uh, any of that nonsense, our personal life, and just go, oh, you know what? Danielle's doing great. And um, so wh- what year did you leave? Let's call it leave the show, because I think that's more polite. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> then, right. then leave me. Oh, then leave oh, me. Oh, God. Oh, right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. What, <laughs> what year did you leave the show and move back? So I left the show in two, 2007. Quitter. Mm. <laughs> See? Uh, our American what year did sa- you dodge a bullet? <laughs> <laughs> Really? You were only here for two years of the Brewing Network? I thought it was long. It seemed a wow, lot longer. Yeah. It felt longer. It did feel long, for sure. <laughs> That's part of the reason well, the time felt why long. she left. Um, are German years the same as American years? <laughs> we do count the same way. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I feel like... Okay. Mm. And right. where did you go? You went- I, I went back to Munich. That's my hometown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've been there, pretty much. I've been there. I live in, I live in the city of Munich, and yeah. What's okay. your address? <laughs> now that's a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going back to Munich to visit you this year. I know. Also, awesome. To, back to Oktoberfest. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah. You don't sound excited yeah. to go to Oktoberfest, yeah. though, Daniela. Oh yeah. Well, actually, I am excited about Oktoberfest okay. every year. Like the first year I went back, so 2007, I had my personal record in Oktoberfest. I went Jesus. there. 14 consecutive days. Oh, my God. Wow. Did in you, 2007. That's a, that's a round of were, applause yeah. right here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. How many days are there? 16. <laughs> what were you doing the last two? I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I felt summer. terrible. Like, it was not the last Alley two days. Way. I missed. I built in two days during the period of 16 days to recover mm. uh, a little okay. bit. Okay. So let me get this straight. You were so devastated without me <laughs> the year that you went home uh, that you spent more time at Oktoberfest uh, getting drunk than ever before. I think Am that, I hearing this right? Yeah, that got lost in translation, yeah. I think. So yeah. I'm not quite sure what the word devastated means, but uh, yeah. I think you're yeah. looking for yeah, what, celebrating, What actually. Justin said. Right. Yeah. Boy, he went and had a party. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. So, okay. yeah. And now, uh, do you work? Or are you rich? Are you uh, homeless? <laughs> Should Justin be jealous? Yeah. Should Justin That's be moving I'm, to Munich? Yeah, That's right, yeah. kind of right. So what are you, rich or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was like the first question ever you asked me. <laughs> <laughs> when I first met you? Yeah. Yeah. When I was thinking to start in the BN? Yeah. So, are you rich? Yeah. Uh, on a scale from super rich to ultra, <laughs> right. how rich are you? 
No, I have a good life. I mean, I, I, I work. Mm -hmm. You do. You have a job. I have a job. Um, you were always in marketing. I am still in marketing, so I do that for an insurance company, art okay. insurance company. Okay. Art yeah. insurance? Uh-huh. Like, uh, oh. I want to insure my Picasso? I want to insure my Picasso. Exactly oh. that. That's, That's actually cool. what it's called. Yeah, I, I want to insure <laughs> my Picasso.com. <laughs> that seems like a clunky name. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Yes. Yeah, and between going to Oktoberfest and beer garden season in Munich, I also got married. You got married? Yes. Wow. I married a Lufthansa pilot. What? Wow. Oh. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is he also healthy and handsome? <laughs> yeah, and didn't recently start taking up smoking? <laughs> no. And doesn't have a beer gut? <laughs> no beer gut. <laughs> Is he at least my age? Uh, He's yeah. 49. Well, how old are you? 50 something, I'm right? 38. <laughs> I'm 38. You claim to be, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. I've never seen a passport. You're older than I am. <laughs> That's oh, just ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> you bring her back it. here to insult Beardy, her. what would you say? That's just a lie, right? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't look a day over 55. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See? Did you meet him at Oktoberfest no, during I'm... your drunken stupor? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the rule. Rule number one. Yeah. People you meet at Oktoberfest is not marriage material. Really? Oh. Why not? I could see that. Actually. But you, <laughs> I, I have been there once, and I think you're right about that. Well, but you were at Oktoberfest, and you got right. married. So clearly your marriage material, but just not at that situation, not at that moment in time. That's exactly right. It's not that okay. situation, that moment of time. Okay. Like, you, you have to... Oktoberfest is like the craziest place on earth. Yeah. Like it's, um, I don't know, Flo, how many people go to Oktoberfest during 16 days? Six to seven million people oh from all God. over the wow. world That's getting a good target, hammered. Though. That's a great target. Wow. Yeah, but you want to find your wife there? Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, that's common interest. Right, but like yeah, a normal yeah. person I mean, would not want to find their well, wife there. Okay, well, but you yes, do get right. to see a lot of the traits that you're interested in. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. How well she can lift uh, a stein? Right, yeah. Yes. How many steins yeah. she can Does she need me to hold her hair back when she pukes? Because I don't yes. want to do that. Yeah. You also you get a pretty decent view of the, the goods. The goods. Uh -huh. Yeah. The huge tracts yeah. of land. Yes. Right. Is she comfortable with me peeing at the table? Yeah. Yeah. I saw some hot chicks at, at October. Fest. I've seen all those things happening, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Oktoberfest has the Hill of Puke. Oh, God. <laughs> hill? The Hill of Puke. Oh. And it's right next to the Hill of, of um, getting laid. Oh, oh. <laughs> hill what? Right next to it. We have designated spots in the park during Spring Fest. The, for puking the area and sex. Oh, yeah. The area of sex. I want to work the area of sponsors. sex. Yeah, I would love it. <laughs> Maybe EJ Fair next door will sponsor the Hill of Sex. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you did not meet him at Oktoberfest. No. Okay. That's fair enough. Uh, how long have you been married now? Oh, that's a trick question again. Uh, <laughs> we got, what? Well, we got married in 2010, so you do the math. Three, six years. It only took Five, you six three years. years to get over me. I feel like I gave you so much of my life. Not even get over you, but no. to get over you enough to get married. Right. So I feel like it must have been six months. 
Maybe a year, and then, I and that's pictured it, right? you almost homeless, crying in the streets, calling Flo every six hours. Flo, what am I going to do with my life right now? This is how I thought things went. That's how I pictured it all this time. So how it went is actually I did call Flo every six hours, but yeah. we were just partying. So. <laughs> Where are you at? Yeah. Flo, I thought you were my friend. Flo, where is all the coke you were promising me? Yeah. I need to get through the hill of puke. Did you go home into a Drug stupor. Did you pick up cocaine and heroin? Well, you know me. I don't do that shit. No. Well, I thought maybe no. I drove you. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been married oh. since 2010. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have a child. I do have a child. Oh. Little Maxi. Maximilian Leonard. Oh, that's a good wow. name. You <laughs> are right. so German. Yeah. German. It's is he amazing. already a CEO? <laughs> sounds like he should be like running a right company. <laughs> you have always been the most German person I know. Thank, CEO. Thank you. <laughs> a CEO or a vampire? <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> Maximilian. <laughs> yeah. Maximilian. Um, well, it sounds like you're doing wonderful out kid. there. Um, and you still uh, drink Helles uh, as your favorite beer? Or have you branched out? In Munich, it is still my favorite beer, but you will be happy to hear that the um, microbreweries are starting to grow there, too. Oh, and I've heard like, about your fucking <laughs> Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, but, the, yeah. Like the one who likes to steal other people's logos, for example? Is that the type it's of microbrewery we're talking German. about? Is that the yeah. bottle I brought you by mistake? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah accident. last year and... and, and Brought me beer and she's right. like, "Hey, this is this new microbrewery." And I about and I lost my shit because <laughs> yeah. right there on the label yeah. is on the neck um, label is my little hop grenade. Right, and you didn't even notice the I hop grenade on there. <laughs> so sorry, I, was, I still feel bad. Actually, I was so pissed. Uh, I was like, "The balls on you!" <laughs> this now you told me that you would go back home after that trip and and get a piece of their ear. Yeah, I still got to do that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the to-do list. That Lufthansa I, pilot's keeping her busy, man. I would like us, when I visit in September, I would like us all to go in. Uh, Kate's coming with me. Um, uh, we'll have some other friends with us. All in my Hop Grenade t-shirts. Oh, And God. just sit and have a beer. I don't even, I just want to be passive-aggressive about the whole yeah. thing. I, don't I even, know. Just <laughs> have it say the original Hop Grenade. Oh, we could have new yeah. ones. Yeah. Well, yeah. I give you, let's work out the details, but mm-hmm. we'll do something about it, okay? The beer's not very good, though. Beer's right? okay. It's not. <laughs> I hear it's not very good. It's, That's what I hear. Yeah. You're not being a, objective, which I understand. Uh, well, but, the, okay, the one you brought me, uh, objectively, was shit. <laughs> well, you shattered the bottle on the floor Flo when you say saw now? it, so you didn't taste it. Flo, do you Flo like this? Good? Here, talk into the thing. He's on. He's on. I got him. So just say yes or no. Do you like it or not? It's okay. I want. It's okay. Oh. I think Blobber's singing. I don't like oh. this I'm sorry, guys. No, you're, you're, he's warming up. He's just warming up. Yeah. Uh, listen, the pressure's on. It's Daniela. He's right. got to sing a good. Are you ready to sing, Blobby, or should I put you back on hold? Uh, yes, but uh, you have a choice. Let me put this the pan down in the car because I'm sitting in the car because I'm not stupid anymore. I've grown too, you know. Oh, good, Blobber. <laughs> I don't want to sing in the in the house anymore. We're all growing up. I love my wife, and I don't want to be murdered tomorrow. Night. Well done. <laughs> tomorrow so night. <laughs> tomorrow night. No, later when I'm sleeping. So I'm going to sing in the car so that no one is woken in the house. <laughs> so um, wow, you, you guys can uh, either you have a choice. I don't I I don't like this, but I'm giving you a choice. It's either 
total eclipse of the heart. Oh. Ooh. Or a whole new world. <laughs> Todd. Tough uh, choice. Super tough. I, I think. I go with the eclipse of the heart. Okay. Choice is So been. a whole new world it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Robert. Okay. The floor is yours. Well, what do you want? Uh, blood pressure is strong here. <laughs> <laughs> you say your blood pressure is strong? <laughs> yeah. I have that too now. Oh, dear. We grow. Oh, boy, well, yeah, dear. eat more protein, okay. dude. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> How about I hear something in German first? I don't know. Oh, Have you prepared your sentence? Oh, yeah. I'm so going to encourage you now. Ich weiß okay. genau, du wirst jetzt eine super Melodie singen und uh, du hast vielleicht noch ein Glas Bier bei dir in deinem Auto und ich freue mich jetzt schon auf deine Performance. She said, hello, Blobber. <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck this up. Uh, I didn't know you could speak backwards. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure she said you're going to have a good performance. Das ist gut, ja. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ah, okay. So, this is... One, really, two, and a one, two, know, three, four. <laughs> turn around every now and then. I get a little bit terrified. Then I see the look in your eyes. Turn around, bright eyes. Every now and then I fall apart. Turn around, bright eyes. Every now and then I fall apart. He's gone deep. And I need your love tonight. And I need you more than ever. And, and if you hold me tight, we'll be holding on forever. Forever's gonna stop. We'll be making it right. Oh, we'll never be wrong together. <laughs> we can take it to the end of the end of the light. Your life is like a shadow for me all the time. All the time. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know what to do and I'm always in the dark. We're living the power of something, giving a spark. Give it a spark. And I need your love tonight. And I need your love tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you never disappoint, Flubber. Yeah. Canadian garage rock. Wow. Car rock. Car rock. Yeah. Never, ever disappoint. Schumann's here and you sing goodbye. I have to- the heated Your singing made Schumann leave. Yeah. All right, Thank you for that, Bobby. <laughs> Thank you for another wonderful performance. Yes. Thanks, Bobby. I am to please. Thanks, guys. Thank you. And, uh, good, good to, good to, nice to hear you again, uh, Daniela. It was uh, a pleasure. Well, thank you so much for guessing me. <laughs> That's a weird statement. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bye, Bobby. Bye, bye. All right, night. Now, can you get a good pale ale in in Munich now, or a good IPA in in Munich? Uh, you can. Um, well, it's not to the standards of Americans probably yet. Okay. But you can. Like as I said, it's like um, microbreweries are starting to like not only brew lager, so they're they're experimenting. So it's yeah. I and think, what are the Germans I think it's a start. think? What do the locals think? Because there was a time when really, you know, uh, ale was for England and, and lager was for Germany. And, yeah. And so. Yeah. No, the young generation doesn't perceive that anymore. So okay. they think differently. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a great start. Like we even have a tap house now in Munich, which is wow. cool. Yeah. yeah. Like with a variety of different beer styles? A variety of different beer styles. Um, not like the German beer, like the Munich uh, brewed beers on tap, but different beers, which is awesome. So uh, it's a start. Nice. Yeah. Well, I like to see that. Yeah. Well, I'll take you. Can I open it? Well, I can't now because of the, the brewery, but, but would a hop grenade tap house work in Munich? I'm 100% convinced. 
Also, <laughs> <laughs> already just oh. then. Probably also because of like the military like context of the hop grenade. Germans would really embrace that. I feel like they they like aggression. <laughs> they, they do. I feel like it might yeah. still be yeah. too soon. Look at, <laughs> yeah. look at me. I love aggression. Yeah. <laughs> so, you've been angry since you got here. Right. Yeah. Well, I, Justin, I've always been angry at you. This interview is so hostile. <laughs> mm-hmm. What else could it be? Oh. <laughs> it's still you. I feel like a hop grenade would work great in Munich. Yeah. Yeah, let's but, think about that. Will that douchey brewery let you right. use them? No, they won't. No. They'll say, we own it here because they stole it. Yeah. And you know what they would say? If you let us sell our beer in America with right. a hop grenade, we'll let you open one here. But and I'm not going to say. I'm not about to do that. Well, then how are you going to open a hop grenade there? I'll just call it something. I'll call it like the, the hop grenade. <laughs> oh, like oh, a French bistro kind uh-huh. of a thing. Yeah. yeah got and I'll turn the... I don't know what I'll do. I'll make it a missile. A hot missile. Like, it's not hard to come up with another good logo, by the way, you, you fucking assholes. <laughs> no. It's just we've stuck yeah. with the same one for fucking nine years because some guy made it for us. No, I know. We, and I'm not calling yeah. you it. I'm calling we, them no, assholes. No, no, it's, oh, it's oh. not hard for them to come up with it. So it I'll show them. What I'll do is I'll open a tap house there. I'll come up with another great brand that's yeah. fucking perfect and then just go, see? Use your brain, you shitwad. Like, you don't have to fucking go around stealing everybody's ideas. Yeah, so I'm, do. I'm yeah. wondering the Germans who, are the aggressive who is the ones. angry person in the room? <laughs> Listen, yeah, there, was a, there still, were a lot of feelings I'm there. I'm still in a lot of therapy, Daniel. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, JP, can I try some of that whiskey, please? Yes, would you like oh, some? Yeah. yeah. There you go. This is, uh, who, do you have a glass? Shit's going to get weird. I'm just going to use your glass, All friend. Right. All right, let's That's do fine. That. Now, Daniela, something that never happened when you were on the shows before uh, was you getting topless. Is there any chance that we have a... <laughs> If there's a, a couple of glasses oh. of whiskey, Man, let it go. Uh, would, would you consider getting topless on the radio? Right. I totally would have if he would not have called out my bra size just before, like 10 minutes ago. And that was off air. And you offended yeah. me. Close, wasn't I, I didn't hear it, so if that makes any well, sense. Well, we didn't clarify what it yeah. was, but I know I was close. Oh, okay. He said I was a 36 double D. <laughs> wow. I just smacked him in the face. But I'm close. I'm 34, you. Right. Dick. That's the thing. You never guess above 34. <laughs> right. There you go. Right. I love As that gentleman, dude. Yeah. You're awesome. 34 under. Beaver, yeah. what are you? He's not very awesome. No, I'm not. I am a 36 double D. That a girl. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's see if one looks better. Let's, right. let's, let's see if we can tell the difference. Would you right. consider yeah. the two of you having a boob off? Nice. Right. Yeah, alone in boob here, just the two of us. Okay, oh. We'll close the blinds. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Listen. Oh. No, you guys have to leave. J- we'll leave. Oh. Just tell us it happened. That's right. enough. We'll, we'll listen. Do we can just sit in show, here and Beverly. talk. <laughs> just let us know that it just happened. Just tell them things got weird and have to leave it. The last time the two of you uh, were were on the show or that we were all together, there was no children. There were no husbands. You were much nicer. <laughs> there was only one living girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So now everything's yeah. changed. I know. Yeah. Good times. Huh? <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, what is your favorite non-German beer style now, Daniela? And how's that whiskey? Can I call out a brewery? Do sure, it. Sure, yeah. Do what you want. So I went to the city of San Francisco today, mm-hmm. and we went to the Magnolia Brewing Pub in the Haight-Ashbury, because the Haight-Ashbury is my favorite part of San Francisco, obviously. Okay. Sure. For, sure. for obvious yeah. reasons, right? Uh-huh. Right, because you like the smell of urine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they not have homeless people in, in Germany? <laughs> they don't. You get to see the zoo? <laughs> No, it's just so colorful, I would say. So anyhow, yeah. we went to Magnolia, 
and we had the Kölsch there, the California Kölsch. Okay. Yeah. And seriously, yeah. that was the favorite beer of this trip. Of the trip. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, you liked it too. Yeah, of course. Yeah. it's a, I would call it the best Kölsch in California. Really? And it might be one of the best <laughs> in the U.S. Yeah. Well, if you... I would even call it the best Kölsch, period. I think it's oh. better than... What? The, well, no, no shit. I wow. think it's better than the Kölsch you would actually drink in Cologne. Oh, my God. Wow. We better so, call Dave and uh, tell him. Yeah. So Dave... Oh, wait, I don't have his number. Awesome, awesome job. Okay. Flo was just dis- disappointed that, like, usually in America, everything is, like, supersized and oversized, <laughs> yeah, and, like, right, big. Right. But yeah. they, they serve it in the actual Kölsch glass, so Flo was pissed. The proper, <laughs> the proper <laughs> Oh, you yeah. wanted, this time you wanted a bigger right. glass. Yeah, yeah, of course. You were getting ripped off. Point two, so... Yeah. Yeah, you wanted a big yeah. gulp. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I would, that's a great way to serve a beer. <laughs> Big gulp. Yeah. You know what? So I'm go when I go to Germany this year. I'm going to Cologne uh, mm-hmm. only to try the Kolsch. I've just I've always wanted to do that. Yeah. And so I'm feeling like I should go to Magnolia first and calibrate, go taste it, and then go taste it fresh in Cologne and see if I feel the same. Like that, it's a, a, a better made or. You know. I would do it afterwards uh, because you don't want to set yourself up and then all you're touring around, you know, Cologne and be like, that's oh, a good that's idea. Yeah. Yeah, don't I ruin it. I haven't yeah. thinking about it for years going there. So you're right. Yeah. I don't want to get there and go. Well, gotta stay in the hate. <laughs> 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 right, but, but it is the homosexual capital of Germany. Cologne. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have nothing so against not a that. Waste of time. M- maybe it, maybe it's the gay water. Right. So oh. I'm not going to meet any chicks. It's gay. San, San Francisco. Oh, oh right. Kolsch. Gay Cologne wow. makes a good col- right. Kolsch. Yeah. It's super smart. I'm su- or maybe it's Cologne is kind of spelled like colon. We're going to have to tell maybe Colin Kaminsky yeah. in the next water book, version two, <laughs> yeah. he's going to have to discuss <laughs> gay, gay water. They, yeah, they didn't, have, they didn't talk at all about gay water. Yeah. In, no, I feel ripped off. Yeah. Oh, totally ripped sorry off. for bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, make a good call. <laughs> I need a new chapter. I need an addendum. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, so that was your favorite beer here. We went to Russian River yesterday, too. Yeah. Oh, I wish he wouldn't have mentioned it because I oh, love Vinny and yeah. his beers, yeah. but I was just... Ah. The whole experience wasn't good? No, the right. whole experience was... Well, I mean, I was blown away by how busy that place is. Like, oh, they yeah. made it... Like, we had to stand in line outside of the brew pub for 50 minutes yeah. just to sign in. Yeah. And then, just like, to sign in. Just, just to sign, sign in. in. Yeah. Wow. They changed the way they do it. It's totally worth it. So, okay. like, we were not upset or anything. And when you get in and you get to taste the beer, it's, like, so worth it. But it's, yeah. like, I was amazed how busy that place Always, is. Always. They're just printing money. I'm they sure. are totally And, are. you know, like, it's it's almost unfair. But, like, we all know, like, Vinny's beer is fantastic. So yeah. ma- maybe I'm being unfair when I say, like, the, col- the Kölsch was my favorite on this trip. Yeah. Because, like, Vinny's beer is always, like, my favorite. You know. Well, like, yeah, but that's, like, the un- mm-hmm. that's like the knowable thing. There you go. You know what I mean? I mean, it's it's a given that right. Vinny's beer is fantastic. So right. aside from the thing that everybody knows. Exactly. Right? It was the Kölsch from Magnolia. Do you have anything like that in Germany comparable in, in Munich to a place where you have to wait 50 minutes outside just for just the opportunity to, in, yeah. to write your name on to, rate, to wait some more? <laughs> Not at all. And I told Flo, I said, look, we got to get that right because we got to bring this to Germany. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to be made. Isn't yeah. that how Oktoberfest yeah. is if you don't have a spot? Planned yeah. out, you're just sitting waiting. Yeah, but it's not, it's not for the quality of the beer that you're waiting in line. Oh, you know, it's okay. just the quantity. It's the quality. Volume. How do you like that whiskey? I love it, actually. It's, uh, it's, a dis- it's, so they made, the fellas made a chocolate oatmeal stout with some peat smoke in it, and then uh, they distilled it mm. into a whiskey. Nice. It's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. And I maybe like I it. should try the other bottle too. <laughs> All right, let's now not, we're talking. Let's not get too yeah. fine. No, give, <laughs> give her the whiskey. Give her some so more cheap, whiskey. JP. So, so Danielle, more, more importantly, um, 
what will it, do you think I could get you and Kate to make out? <laughs> like, is that uh, is that weird? Will the world explode? Well, if that's, what happens? Uh, is that strange? <laughs> uh, well, Kate is super nice and super attractive, so not weird in that sense. Okay, so a couple oh. more glasses of whiskey. Okay. Like, I don't even think I could sit here and judge you any harder. <laughs> than you're doing right now? <laughs> yeah, it's like... I'm Who, Daniela? I'm at full judgment right Be- now. Have you ever met me? I have. So how did you not think this was going to be <laughs> no, my I question? Was, I knew it was going to be a thing, but I, I always hold out hope. Yeah, like, Beverly, I was not surprised by that question at all. He's been asking me for dates. I know. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so back to California, da- Daniela. This is Kate. Um, yeah, nice to meet you both. Uh, make out. Right. Feel free to make out with each other. Pretty much how I always just yeah. hold out hope that he's going to, you know. Oh, no. Look, if I make it to 70... I'm going to be 70 years old. Look, don't Daniela's be crazy. boobs are going to be down to her knees. Oh, you've never I'm heard of surgery? I'm st- <laughs> right, cool. yeah. She's surgery. making money. I'm still going to be trying to get her to make out with Kate. Uh, Kate died three years ago. I know. I know. Yeah. So it's not even weird. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. I have her skull right here. I kept her skull. I kept her dentures. <laughs> so, uh, let me take mine out. I'll put hers in. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Then it's a three-way. It'll be the same. It's a three-way. Three uh. I'm, I'm glad. Like my observation is that what has changed about the BN? <laughs> okay. And what have you what observed? Is, uh, I have observed that it does smell better. It does smell better. Yeah, oh. like, yeah. So. That's right. That's a win for us. Right. 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 Okay. It's a, it's a win for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And. Um, right. The furniture is nicer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice all right. All right. Okay. Uh-huh. okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> Those are all the nice things. Well, we you brought in Beardy. That's oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm new. Yeah. Yeah. I've admired you on Facebook for a long time. Oh. Yeah. How about that? Hey. Yeah. Wow. So you're saying so there's a chance. I finally meet you. I've got that going for me. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. His wife has big boobs, too. Maybe we can get her does. to come down. And she is also a 34 double D. Ah. There you go. Boob oh. twins. Nice yeah. We should get all three of them to, to boob off. Kate, oh, that's a yeah. four-way boob Oh, wow. That's eight boobs. Battle yeah. of the boobs well, in here. Uh, Justin told me the whole story about you and your wife and, you know, the BN and everything, oh, but yeah. he did not mention the boobs, which is weird. I, well, oh. Listen, I well. can't tell you everything. So you just have to figure out for yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, later on tonight, we're having a swingers party at my house. <laughs> He's probably just trying to show Candy a little extra respect because she took care of him on the cruise and put his drunk ass to bed. She did. She even kissed yeah. me goodnight. She was yeah. so nice. Oh. I made her. I was like, you have to walk me to my room. <laughs> By the way, he wasn't drinking at all. No. Yeah. 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 And it, it was, was like 9 a.m. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what's the whole cruise thing? Ah, so the Lebruski cruise that yeah. we went on, we got invited to do this thing. And basically, it's like a, it was a beer, a beer and jam bands cruise. Mm-hmm. And it was a great time. Um, it was awesome. Yeah. Kind of a shit show. I mean, Super shit show. Oh, definitely. I mean, us, not the, the, the cruise oh, people did exactly. fine. Oh, the cruise people did amazing. We just went for it. Karaoke every mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We do great karaoke, Daniela. <laughs> we do it so good that no, they actually totally. shut down karaoke. They shut down karaoke, yes. <laughs> because yeah. there's because, nobody better yeah. that can follow up after us. Because we hauled and oatsed yeah. better than yes. they could handle. Mm-hmm. Of course we We did. sang all of the Hall & Oats hits over yeah. the four nights on board. Yeah. Three nights, but Both however of them. Nights. 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> I wish it was there. Uh, that was a good time. It was it was really awesome. Yeah, I had a great time, and we didn't really have to do a whole lot, which no. is even better. Yeah, we were there. So just it was kind of like a vacation. Yeah, they just want us to be there yeah. drinking. Yeah, mm. which. Uh, it's kind of always why. That's why I started the brewing network. <laughs> I know. I know. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> she was there. I'm burnt out with all this work bullshit. But, yeah, the, but yeah. the crew, like, this is why I started the thing. Oh. So I felt, felt rejuvenated. After 10 years, it shit finally paid off. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it was cool. It was a good cruise. And I hope they do it again. I'm not sure they'll invite us back. Um, you think? Yeah. This wasn't their first year doing it, I don't think. Well, we did offend the karaoke people. Oh, they they yeah. shut it down one night because of us. But then I went and talked him off the ledge. Like, they got yeah. really upset. And, yeah. and I went and was like, hey, guys. Well, apparently he, apparently they do the karaoke for, like, the Monsters of Jam Rock or what oh, they, yeah. they do. Right. That's Monsters like the Jam thing. Rock. It's the, it's the <laughs> joint rolling crew. They yeah. were smoosh mags. And yeah, they so, were kind of douchey. But I talked, so they shut it down. They're like, "Everybody out! Ridiculous! You guys, fuck you!" Yeah. And I, I, think I literally, I was drunk, and I went over, and I was like, "Hey, guys, relax. You're, you're doing a great job. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're making people happy." And, oh uh, my god! I did. I gave him. Did. I gave him so much bullshit. Why did nobody yeah. stop him? Because you know what happened after I gave him all that bullshit? They fired up karaoke again. No, they didn't. They yes, did. They, they did. started it back they up. They were like, you know what, brother? You're right. <laughs> brother. Uh, brother. Uh, hey, yeah. brother. Yeah. Macho man. <laughs> karaoke. We're yeah. going to do six more songs. So uh, we did karaoke every night. We ate food. We drank a lot. Uh, drank we, a lot. We a casinoed lot. a little. We, we did. Casino. We casino. <laughs> we shut the casino down on the last night. We did. Yeah. Yeah. They literally right. pulled the plug on the machine that we were putting <laughs> right. quarters in. That's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The lights went off. Yeah, the Go to a casino that you <laughs> only we can shut down a goddamn machine. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. it should have been open all night. The but fucking they saw janitor there. walked by and he just <laughs> pulled the plug yeah. and walked away. Mm-hmm. Is that going to happen to me in Las Vegas tomorrow? Because I'm going to Las Vegas. I know. Uh, no, it won't happen happen there. I mean, unless you act like us, it should be fine. Okay, I'm going to try to shut the- down a casino tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> shut down a 24-hour casino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go together. We're going to play some blackjack. Uh, are you still convinced that you want to go? Yeah, I got my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing I told him. So I told him, okay, we're gonna come to the bay. We're gonna stay here for a few days. We're gonna do like we're gonna come into your bar and we're gonna pretend that we're friends. But then we're leaving for Las Vegas, and he said, "Oh, great, we're going to Vegas." And I said, "Like he invited himself." Yeah. She's so bullshit. That's not out of She practically. I believe her. Begged, I, yeah, that sounds right. Me I believe you. To go to. She was How did like, it sound? Tell me what she said. She said, "Flo and I are going to Las Vegas." Period. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, Danielle. He has a point. Yeah. That's pretty much Begging. it. Yeah. Yes. Begging. And I was like, yeah. oh, this poor girl. She right. can't even express yeah. her feeling. After all these years, she still right. can't say, Justin, will you please just come to yeah. Vegas? Come right. hang out. It'd be I amazing. I need you there for old if times. If I had a sake. viola, I would play it right now. <laughs> um, I didn't get a room, though. It's cool. I stay in your room, right? <laughs> <laughs> they, they were all full. They I mean, were the hotel all, was full. Every room in Vegas is full. There's yeah. a convention or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, big <laughs> convention. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to put me out on the street. I, yeah. okay. I told you that I'm going home tomorrow. <laughs> Flo, you're not going to let her put me out on the street, are you? I will be in Las Vegas tomorrow, so fine. <laughs> 
Yeah, every room sold out except the circus circus, and he hates clowns. So. Oh, there you go. Right? She's been begging me for months. It sounds like it. it. Sound and, that, like and that's the thing about her. She will never understand. I know. She'll never come to terms with what she what she wants to, the thing. She doesn't want it. I know. I, and you know She'll what? never say it. Someone's going to have to tell her husband. What are you guys even talking about right now? Like, How much Daniela still wants me, I think, is <laughs> the word. Yeah. No, that's not a thing. Thanks for making us have to spell it out, Bevo. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> Thanks. Sounds like you guys I, I didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable, right. Bevo, yeah. but you had to ask. Oh, I'm sorry, Danielle. Yeah. I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable. Subtle as a fart in church. But. How uncomfortable do I look at the moment? Uh, on a scale from American to German? <laughs> you look German. You look yeah, German. definitely German. Yeah. Again, thank you. <laughs> All right, I promised Daniela that we wouldn't go on and on, so we should we should wrap it up, right. um, especially because she's about to confess her love for me again. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, well, you know, her husband's on the line. You want to talk to him? Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, let's see how that's going to go. Where's your German accent when we I need it? Right. Right. The gay uh, uh, prince uh, is Daniela's uh, husband. Let's, uh, let's be honest. Well, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> just, let's just stop lying. Let's be yeah. honest yeah. right now. It's actually been fun. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> if there was a word wow. that, had, that had bigger air quotes around it than yeah. fun, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, for one, have been very excited to have you back on the show. I thought it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I thought the listeners would just think it's cool to hear your voice again. And I love doing radio with you. We, I, we had a great time. Oh, yeah, we did. And that's really on a serious note now. I love what you did with the BN. Thank and you. I love the Hop Grenade. And we've had a great time. And I'm really proud of you. And I'm Thank very you. happy how it's worked out. I appreciate that. Thank awesome. you very much. All right. All right so we're going to go back JP. on the bar. I love seeing you, too. Yes. And um, you can always come back and have your job oh, and, and kick Bebo Beardy. out. Wow. Beardy, just, he's ready to boot you right out, Bebo. Maybe Beverly and I could do it together. Bye, Felicia. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now we're talking. Look yeah. at that. Window's big enough for two. Uh, All right. Yeah. Leaving now. Are you moving back to California? Who knows what happens? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who That's knows what's actively going on right, right now? That's yeah. what I've always said. <laughs> Who knows what happens? When the listeners ask, like, what about that? I go, hey, who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> you just tell them, I hate your homebrew. And as long as you try to brew, I'm not moving uh, back. By the way, like, oh, it's been a while. Yeah. By the way, I think it's time that you admit that your second place medal, your silver medal Blondale, oh, was really what? pretty much my recipe. That's true. Wow. I think it's time that you tell the listeners what Dude, happened. I've been back for... The first time for like 10 years and you're going to make me lie on the radio? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that yeah. shit. I remember I because, the silver medal. because you brewed it and she like coughed over the boil or something like that, right? <laughs> right. That's what it oh, was? No, no. Is that it what can, he's telling you? I think that's what it was, if I remember correctly. It can be his <laughs> recipe, but she oh, so it. I do think she brewed it, but I designed the recipe. No, so, I brewed it and the only part that Justin took was converting like actual measures into weird American measures. That's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> So that was his part. Yeah, like yeah. the metal is partly yours. Thank you for well, your math. Well, the, the important part is getting the kilo filters yes. into the cumulo mm. goblins. Right. Right. Which that's I the did. Hard part. Exactly. And that's how, listen, I'm going to start homebrewing again. I'm going to get a silver medal. Oh, I'll never be back then. <laughs> Every day I'll take a photo of it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Send well, it to you, you do that. Start homebrewing and try to get a silver medal. It's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, you did try five times, but you got gold instead right, of the silver. Right, that's the problem. Yes. Gold. I, I got a gold. Yeah. yeah, I didn't yet, but I'm gonna. Get, but in in my mind, when you you know your athletes will go through the whole like game the next day, yes, or like racers will. I do that all the time. Like I I've already pictured me getting a gold medal. 
Oh yeah, you keep you visualize it. You've actualized I'm, I'm it. I'm visualizing yeah. it, and yeah. then I have to actualize. Oh, okay, right. It. Yeah. Right. So sorry, I'm not in therapy. I don't know words. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go jerk off thinking about uh, Daniela and Bevo. I'm going to have more whiskey now, so thank you. Uh, <laughs> there's vodka here. Stop drinking oh, yeah. whiskey. There's oh, vodka nice. right there. Uh, all right. So what are you guys going to do? The three of you just going to rock the end of the show and yeah. Uh, yeah. and do your thing? Yeah. Well, I like it. You're I like had the, a beer it's new- like the old team, the morning zoo. I had a beer news segment, and uh, I wasn't <laughs> going to do it. And then I looked on the sponsors, and it's actually sponsored. So now I have now to do you it. have to do it. Uh, yeah. I'm sure that Beardy's going to give you great commentary. He always does. Yeah. Help me. <laughs> <laughs> he can't hear this right. All right, I think I'm coming back next week. We got a good show next week with yeah. the guys from the film Brewers by the Bay. Oh, awesome. It'll be my first show back in something like six weeks. I'm going to sit yeah. in your chair. <laughs> um, I'll warm it up for but you. But I'm not promising to come back after that show. I'm coming back for the show. I'm going to oh. feel things out. Okay. okay. All right. Let's see how we okay. do, see how the chemistry is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Things have changed. You know, yeah, things, things have I, changed. I bet yeah. they have. It's, I bet yeah. we're going to be a little awkward. Warren and I are yeah. working on our timing. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Right. right. Wish us luck, Daniela. I Um, do. Thank you. (laughs) All right. JP, thanks for having us back. Hey, anytime. Anytime. You guys are all welcome back here in my studio. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) See that? Oh. All right. So you just go straight to the news? Yeah. All right. Then we're going to walk out of here. All right. Walk out of here. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, Dan. Thank you. Bye, Flo. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Well, that sucked. Yeah, I'm glad that they're finally out of here. Yeah, they we can't hear a single back word to ourselves. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a little beer news, like I said, and then we're going to scram. Uh, beer news today is brought to you by Wine and Hop Shop. Check out all their uh, awesome things. The brew, make some wine. Do whatever you want, man. Wine and Hop Shop. As long as it's by buying wine or hops. Well, that's true. Uh, oh, wrong one. Here we go. Uh, just a couple quick stories. Nothing, uh, nothing super exciting. Nothing too heavy. Uh, this one I thought was pretty funny. In Johnson City, Tennessee, this week, uh, three children, ages nine, ten, and eleven. Which, first of all, just wear a rubber. First of all, Terrence. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the Greens were in Tennessee. Uh, ages nine, ten, eleven ordered a round of root beers. And we're served not your father's root beer. <laughs> <laughs> the one owned by Four Loco, the one with the yeah. booze in it. <clears throat> a fellow named Scotty Barnett, father of the trio of kids, said that after they were served the bottled beverages, his nine year old son and eleven year old daughter each drank some. His ten year old daughter did not. And then, come on, you ordered one and you're not going to drink it? The middle one's the smart one. <laughs> Apparently. When you have three kids. When Barnett brought up the fact that his server gave his children alcohol, the server reportedly insisted that the beverages were actually just good old fashioned root beer. <laughs> the nine-year-old wound up in a nearby hospital with some stomach pains, was, but wow. was released and expected to be okay. Wow. Can you imagine that, Bev? You order a root beer and uh, Abby gets served and not your father's root beer. Starts getting all low. Get low, get low, get low. <laughs> Starts twerking in the restaurant. Get low, get low, get low. I had this conversation earlier with some of the staff here about how I have this deep-rooted fear that someday Abby's going to bring home a gangbanger as, like, a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you mean Jack? Right. So this uh, <laughs> this hits home on a whole another personal level. Oh, well, there you go. Not your father's root beer is not even good. I think no, the 10-year-old just liked good-tasting things, and so yes. that's why she refused it. I agree. Uh, younger Americans love liquor and wine way more than previous generations. This is a little storm cloud on our craft beer lives. In fact, the 18 to 29-year-old demographic has been shifting away from beer towards spirits and wine over the last two decades, according to a chart shared by Barclays' William Marshall and Samuel High. Why are they uh, including 
18 to 21 in this. <laughs> yeah, 18 to 20. Well, I guess, uh, you know, like me, it says worldwide, maybe. Oh. No, okay. it says younger Americans. 18 year olds. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's not legal for 18 year olds to drink in America. Right, they shouldn't have any preference. Right. Well, that's just, look, that's just the demo, I guess, oh, right? Okay. Man, we suck at the 18 to 20 year old demo, but 21, <laughs> we're, we're golden. Yeah, right. Uh, the research shows that back in 1992 to 93, 70%. Of the 18 to 29-year-olds listed beer as their preferred drink. By 2012-13, that number had plunged to nearly 40%. It's a pretty big crash. At the same time, about 15% of 18 to 29-year-olds surveyed in 92-93 listed wine as their preferred drink. What 18-year-olds drinking wine? Like Cisco? (laughs) And approximately 13% of that same demo listed liquor as their preferred choice. By 2012-13, those numbers increased to about 23 and 30% respectively. The share gains have been slow but very consistent, noted the Barclays analysts. Importantly, preference for liquor has increased most among 18 to 29-year-old demo, suggesting that this trend is poised to continue as more young drinkers eschew the beer and shift towards spirits. Well, no one said millennials are smart. No. So. In fact, Wine Spectator found that millennials consumed 42% of all wine drunk in the U.S. in 2015. Wow. 42%. 42% of wine is consumed by people under, under 30. Under 30, yeah. Wow. Crazy, right? I mean, how is it all two-buck chuck? Like, what, what, Maybe. Who knows? BB Coastal. I don't know. Oh, yeah? Who knows? Uh, and here, this is the last one. It's a long one, though. I like it. It's pretty interesting. Fireman Capital Partners, a Boston-based private equity firm, is now the financial partner in a deal that brings Cigar City Brewing into a bullpen of craft brewers that includes Oscar Blue, Perrin Brewing of Comstock Park, Michigan, and the Utah Brewers Cooperative, which includes the Wasatch and Squatters brands. <laughs> Uh, the owner of Cigar City, uh, who is called, I think his name, first name is James, James Redner. He says, relax, have a beer. Uh, nothing is changing. I'm staying put. The brewery is staying put. I still have a lot of skin in the game via ownership entity that has been created via the Oscar Blues Holding Company. I don't own the majority of the company anymore, but I am still very significantly invested in the future of Cigar City Brewing. Only now I have partners with the technical and operational know-how to sustain our growth. Redner, who launched the brewery in 2009, has been in discussions with Anheuser-Busch InBev about a possible deal early on, which ultimately fell through when AB failed to submit a formal offer by their self-imposed deadline. So I guess they had yeah. like a like a you know we're gonna uh, potentially suit you, but you can't talk to anybody kind of right. clause in their thing, and then the deadline passed and nothing happened. So apparently the Cigar City folks were like, "Well, fuck it." Do you think <laughs> we're ready? Do you think? The Cigar City kind of fans mm-hmm. view this any more favorably than if I, th- I think so. And, and, and yeah, and we we talked about a couple a couple of weeks ago. Actually, there was a, a two Southern Tier, right, and someone it, else yeah. uh, kind of formed a holding company, which it sounds like a, a lot of what these people have, have yeah. ultimately done. And we were kind of speculating. This is kind of the new norm. I think there's going to be a lot of craft brewers merging with other craft brewers. But to me, it, it's just it's the same. I don't understand. Yeah. You're you're lobbying for buying power and sh- buying power and shelf space. That's what AB yeah. is doing. And no matter how the company forms as it grows, it's going to be put under the same pressures. Yeah. Whether or not it's AB InBev or or just a holding company that all these breweries come together to form. And it would have been AB InBev, but AB InBev right. missed their deadline. Oh, that was the reason it fell through. That was the reason it fell through. Hmm. 
It's weird. It's weird. Um, a lot of us are really happy, says Sean Wallace, a packaging employee at Cigar City, who sipped a beer in a tasting room porch after his Monday shift. That's very blue collar. <laughs> um, it's nice the craft beer community came together and kept us within instead of letting a bigger company like InBev buy us out. Instead of letting... A bigger company buy us out. How did the craft beer community do that? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But also, how do you let a company buy you out? Well, you 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 have to sign the paperwork. Exactly right. So uh, it's very passive. You know, my shoes came untied. Wow, no, no, no. they're doing a really good job spinning this. Yeah. Uh, the marketing director, Oscar Blues, Chad Mellis, said the culture match between Cigar City and other breweries was the key to the deal. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The sale set to close in 60 days would give Redner capital to expand his operation at Cigar City. Although demand for his beers has soared, he has been adverse to bank debt to grow Cigar City, which brews just over 61,000 barrels and is 100% tapped out. And that's kind of the, the benefit of these stupid mm-hmm. things. You actually get money to grow. Yeah. But the, next month, the the parent company will sell to AB InBev, and it'll just be, a back, back <laughs> it'll be the whole story, thing, yeah. And it'll, it'll all be swept under the rug. Right. So that's what's happening in the beer news, brought to you by Wine and Hop Shop. Uh, what's the Twitter game all about, Warren? How are we doing uh, on that? Well, the Twitter game was, where is everybody? Justin actually showed up. Was it where is everybody or where everybody at? Or what did you... What, <laughs> I what typed kind of, in where is everybody Yeah. because I didn't know... Uh, how much accent I could put on it on Twitter? Okay, because I'm really white, and so I didn't want to. I didn't true. Want to, I didn't want to be fronting. No. Well, why saying. would you want to front on your set? Yeah. What are you doing, Beth? Oh, okay. Oh. Um. So it's where is everybody? Because the studio was empty. It was just you and me, <clears throat> and I'm pretty yeah. sure Bevo was here. She was here. Um. I was here before you, bro. Oh, uh, slam. Yeah. Well, maybe. Um, so I've got a few responses. I even have some emojis, I think. Okay. Or like emoticons, whatever the faces are. Like I have yeah. a winky face. Both of them are totally okay. acceptable to okay. say. Um, I'm new to this, this Twitter social media thing. <laughs> You're doing great, I um, think. Is so it? the first one's from Stink Eye. Oh. That's his name, I guess. Um, he says, watching the Bachelor finale. Duh. Hmm. Okay. Um, I guess that's on tonight. I, did, I didn't know. All right. Let uh, me, watch me not write that down. Okay. Okay. Ben the Brewer says, check Doc's trunk. I think he might have finally snapped. Okay. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah. Um, Matt Double H says, literally anywhere else with the winky face That's emoticon. Funny. Okay. Right. Um, Nate G says, Earth. He's okay. probably not wrong. Um, Senior Queso Head says, in Beardy's beard. Three exclamation points. That's a possibility. Uh, yeah, he might be there. I like that one because it's serious. Yeah, mo- it's probably the most likely answer. It's probably the most likely answer. Um, <laughs> Nick Phantom says... Oh, shit. Like a wrestler? <laughs> I think he's a superhero. Okay. Um, booking their next cruise and making sure that they won't be on any other... Or that there won't be any other brewcasters on the same boat. God, I wish. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think we should be doing that. Um, I came home and looked, like, started looking at them immediately. <laughs> I've been getting emails with deals, so Have you? now's your chance to get back in that, get back in that boat. How about that cruise life? Uh, do you even yacht, bro? All uh, right, Warren. Austin keep going. says they are all pulling a Justin, or worse, a Moscow. Oh, jeez! Like, Too soon. Yeah. Too soon. Um, Who said that? Austin. Austin. Uh, Austin twins. 
Let's see. <laughs> Not anymore. Right. Um, Rude Boy Brewing says, they all died in a train wreck that is this interview. Uh, oh, I like the in- rude. Yeah. Well, I think they're talking about the interview with Lupe right now. Maybe. Okay. Who's who else? What, uh, what that's, do else the, that's it. That's it. Well, I like Matt H H and Austin. I forget what they said, but I uh, like. I think those Matt H H was Earth. No, Matt H H was um, in, sorry. literally anywhere else. But literally, yeah. literally anywhere, anywhere else. else. And he said, and Austin. Austin. Uh, they could be pulling a Justin or worse, a Moscow. Lupe, which one do you like? The Justin Loop. Uh, no, you're Lupe. <laughs> the Justin Moscow yeah. comment. But uh, the literally anywhere else had a winky face emoticon. But I feel like the literally Lupe. anywhere else one is more appropriate because I would like to be literally anywhere else. Right. That's true for even the people that showed up. So you'd rather be like five feet underwater? Yeah. Really? Not right. not permanently, but yeah. Like Thanks. swimming around and... Stuff? <laughs> Swim Thank, Thanks, Beth. Uh, okay, well, raise your hand if you like the Matt HH, literally anywhere else but here. Uh, raise your hand if you like Austin. Lupe, are you voting or are you just... Yeah. I'm waiting. Are you, you a citizen? I'm you get to vote? <laughs> Let me see your ID. <laughs> Hell yeah. San Gabriel Valley. <laughs> it's just two to, there's, there's only there's two only to vote two for. There's only two to vote for. Yeah. <laughs> you missed your chance. Second one. Right, well, your vote doesn't count because we're deadlocked. <laughs> Matt HH. Hey. <laughs> No, actually, you know what? Matt's, Matt's won a few times. Austin wins. Austin, oh, oh, oh yeah. wow. Austin. Okay. Wow, we're just giving away. We're giving away. I don't care. <sighs> Whatever, dude. <sighs> That's unfortunate. Uh, before this we, trophy doesn't matter now. This trophy doesn't matter, I know. Hold out there, Felicia. Uh, okay, before we get out of here, I want to tell you about Great Fermentations. If you guys are looking for Blickman products, uh, literally don't go anywhere else. Go to greatfermentations.com. They have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web. They have the same-day shipping on most, uh, excuse me, some of main items. Most vendors can take up to three weeks to get you your Blickman stuff, man, and that's just not cool. You order some stuff, and you want it now. You want to brew with it. You want to make better beer. You want to start making better beer. Great Fermentations can help you out. And if you have any, any questions about it, uh, they have top-notch customer service. They're some of the best-trained staff in using the Blickman products. So uh, check them out if you're into the whole Blickman thing. And uh, literally, why wouldn't you be? GreatFermentations.com. Uh, all right, Warren, I think that's it. Bev, did I do everything right? Uh, we have one more thing. Okay, what is just it? I just want to remind people about the Spring Brews Fest that ah. is going on on April the 2nd in the Toto Santos Park. Okay. Uh, we've got about 50 breweries lined up. I've been working my butt off Fitty, getting this crap done. 50 brews. Uh, buy your tickets now at bnbrewfest.com. They are $40 in advance or $50 at the door. Okay, uh, bnbrewfest.com. bnbrewfest.com. And when are tickets on sale? They're on sale now. Oh, shit. That's amazing. I won't be here. Where are you going to be? Uh, there's a beer fest in Berkeley. I'm gonna go to. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Rude. It's going to be pretty cool. Uh, sounds good, Bev. Thank you. Uh, Warren, are you ready? Uh, not at all, um, but I can go. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Bev. <laughs> Can't wait. Thank you. These are my favorite parts. <laughs> um, not at all. But go ahead. Perfect. I believe in you, Warren. Good job. Oh, I'm still typing what I'm going to be saying oh, for you. Shit. At least someone does. Yeah. All right. You ready, Warren? Uh, sure. All right. Here we go. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. Tim and Clint from Seven Stills in San Francisco was here getting us drunk. 
And Danielle, stop by to remind us of why we even started listening to the Brewing Network. Merge your love of po- Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcasts and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and info. Follow Nate Smith at Nate Homebrew and Tasty McDee, or Tasty McDole at Tasty McDee. And Warren is adding to the noise over at Another Beardy. The producer, the production director on the session has been Push Eject. Today's show was loosely produced by JP. Bevo was looking over my shoulder. And your host, apparently, was JP. Be sure to find the Brewing Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Justin's in Moscow and winning.